Okay, we're live. I'm gonna email Carla. Um, here's some. You, Charles, go down to the videos on the right under brand. Yep. And I got Joe. I got the bottom five videos are all Joe. Okay, if you could just click on those, it'll play them. And I'm gonna get yeah. Joe on the other. I'm gonna try to get Joe on. Okay. Okay, rolling. Roger Simon did it twice. Roger Simon swept in 2000 and in 2001. He actually won six out of or eight out of nine consecutive events there. He won eight out of nine. It looks like or actually he won in 98, 99, swept in 2000, swept in 2001, and won again in 2002. So Roger Simon did it twice, and then Jesse Petro. So he is the sixth time that that has happened in the two-wheel drive class. That's a pretty good list right there, and Greer uh, Hamilton doing it there. That was, I kind of thought Greer may have done it, but I wasn't for sure, so. Yes, sir, that he is one of the That's five individuals. Roger Simon times two, Greer Hamilton, Wayne Roush, Chris Holdorf, and Jesse Petro. They are your guys. Ricky Rose on the way next, a win at Hutch. The fourth place finish at Hutch. Modified fifth place finishes here in the uh, modified classes and finished ninth in the unlimiteds. Our first hook here at the Budweiser Dairyland Super National. Roger Simon did it twice. So running as fast backwards yep, yep. as he possibly could. <laughs> oh my. How about it now, Tomar? Are we having fun yet? Yeah, we picked up this class with a plowing of the things out of bounds, 380.045. First place right now. Pretty good distance. Was here. I'm here. Basically, what technology it. does, you know. Um, this I don't know, Joe. I, I apologize. Sometimes it just it's goofy, and it's not just you. But I, I figured, you know, you can tune five engines, you can get onto our show. So that's all I'm gonna say. Or four, no, four big ones, right, Joe? So. Something like that. Well, it is an honor to have you on our show. We do this every Monday night, Joe. We call it Let's Grow Pulling, where we interview promoters, upcoming events, pullers. Um, Marty Wilson is a good friend of yours, and uh, he called me yesterday and said, hey, do you want to get Joe on the show? I said, I'd be honored, <laughs> and because everybody was uh, talking about your 380-foot pass Saturday night in Toma, and that was, he sent some of the videos and stuff like that. So, Joe, welcome to uh, welcome to Let's Grow Polling. Thank you for being on tonight. It means the world to us. Uh, for those of you that are watching, and if you have a question for Joe, uh, please type it into the comments, and we'll put that up on the screen, and we'll ask that to Joe. And, uh, we'll, and our distinguished panel of guests, Charles Posh, is right above you, Joe. Cody Vanderholm is right above you. And big Ryan Rusink that you know from uh, Rockwell. Well, you know Charles from Rockwell, too. But yeah, Ryan helps with their social media. So welcome, 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 welcome. So. Yep, that's cool. It's, uh appreciate it. It's kind of good to see everybody here. It's great. It's great to have you on. It's great to have you on. So, Joe, let's – I guess we always typically like to start at the beginning. And, Charles, guys, jump in at any time. How did you get into the sport of truck and tractor pulling? 
God, I don't know, 35 years ago, I uh, started out here, you know, with Lankford and, uh, you know, just uh, enjoying the show and kind of thought, boy, it'd be kind of fun to get involved and, you know, this started out with a single engine Economod and a couple of years of that and, you know, two carbureted, three carbureted and then, you know, and then all the ones you, you end up with blower motors and, and uh, you know, off to Tim Engler and then you end up at Banner Brothers and, you know, you just kind of keep making, uh, you stay in it, you, you keep working, you just keep making money to, to spend on it and uh, yeah, that's all you do is just keep growing and uh, if you don't give up, you'll keep going, but boy, it's a long long trail to get here but uh we don't regret anything it's uh it's been a wonderful wonderful career and uh you know uh, a win out of there like saturday night to see that crowd stand on their feet and go crazy it's pretty cool could you hear could you hear the, the crowd through your helmet joe yeah when i shut it off i i could just see uh you know the the crowd was just pretty excited and uh it, it uh you know, like years ago, I remember Engler and uh, Banner and all those guys, you know, and I mean, it would just shake the stands, but it's hard to believe our four motor tractors now with these big blowers and, you know, the compression we run it, uh it's amazing how much ground pounding there is out of these four engines, you know, it's uh, makes for a quite a ride. Um, those are kind of some big name drops there, Banner, Engler, <laughs> Jill, I don't know, I know Charles is getting a little giddy up there on the top, hearing those names. Um, so you started with a single engine modified tractor back in the day. Like, do you yeah. remember what year that would have been? Oh, God. He'd have to sit in with me and he could do all my, uh, you know, corrections here. But that's probably back in like 86, 87. And, uh, okay. you know, so that, uh, you know, just a big kind of class, you know, single engine, big block. And, and uh, you know, then we went to, went to Indy Super Bowl that year and, Walsh brothers and all those guys, I saw all that stuff and it's like, boy, I got to add another motor. And, uh, so, you know, we added a, another carbureted big block crank to crank and pulled here on, uh, New York state and, you know, had a lot of fun with it. And, and then I think we went to, uh, Bob Moore, which is out of, uh, a local guy here and moved to Tennessee and we bought his tractor, which used to be Fred Freeman's tractor. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of cool how many of those big names and, you know, stuff that a lot of us guys surfaced with over the years to, you know, make our career go, you know, so pretty cool. So we, I think that was a twin and then a triple and, and then the, that one pulled up real good at, uh, at an old John Deere end and that's, we went, ended up going with uh, Tim Engler, uh, built us uh, basically a three, four, five engine tractor with Chevrolets on it. And Indy Super Pole was our first pull with that. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun with that tractor, ran that for probably three or four years. And then, Ralph Banner jumped in, built me a four-motor tractor, and uh, that's when we started running with NTPA Unlimited, or uh, Modified. And, uh, you know, uh, Banner's quit there, I believe, in 96, and uh, that's when I uh, Ralph Banner went on the road with me and, you know, spent two, three years with me, and I think our first title was in 97. So it, uh, it was pretty cool, and, uh, you know, have a guy like that traveling with you every weekend and pounding that knowledge in your head. I mean, it was, it was army Corps. I mean, the, the guy was, uh, he was good, but boy, he was tough on you, you know, and you had to listen. It was his way or no other way. And, uh, you could make a heck of a run and, and win the class. And boy, he would, uh, he would scold you if you had your wheels pranked or you didn't do exactly as he said. So, it, uh, 
but yeah, it, it's been good. We've uh, we've had a lot of good people help us along the way. You mentioned the indie, the indie Super Bowl. Is that the biggest crowd you've ever been in front of? Like, did that rival Bowling Green crowds of today, or what are some of the biggest crowds you've ever been in front of? You know, I've been to Pontiac Silverdome. We did a little pulling with, uh, I guess it'd be like uh, TNT, uh, SRO Pace, you know, just right there, right when they were kind of finishing up. I kind of, you know, uh, pulled a little bit in there. And, uh, you know, so I remember that uh, Pontiac Silverdome was just huge. Uh, I that was the first that. time I ever saw you in person was at, at the Silverdome. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Toronto Sky Dome. Uh, we've been the there. Toronto Sky Dome? Yeah, yeah, we oh. pulled inside there, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of indoor pulls. You know, I remember New Haven, Connecticut. You know, it's uh, it's twenty six below zero. I had an old school bus. We pulled the bus down inside the Coliseum at night, slept in there, worked on the tractor. We were pulling against all the good guys, the TNT. You know, the Fred Freeman, uh, Mike Piper, Arfons. Um, you know, just a Paul Norman, all them guys, and. I remember Paul Norman putting his cowboy hat out there at the 250-foot mark. That's where we had to shoot for, and, uh, you know, that's where he was headed for. And I remember we went about 270 and beat him, you know, so it was a pretty good weekend. Well, I love hearing um, I love hearing the, the stories of the early days when he got started, you know, and the fact that you, Joe Ader, was in a bus and it was 26 below and you slept in yeah. it. I mean, it's not yeah, messy. Uh, no, uh, no, has a toter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing how things change. You know, I, you know, I remember, uh, you know, like eighty-seven cent gas. You know, uh, stopping here in Cleveland, filling up. You stop in Fort Wayne. I mean, you just uh, basically every three hours you you filled the bus up with gas and you keep going and eventually you end up in Toma, Wisconsin, in the school bus. And then you wonder <laughs> Sunday night, you know, are we going to make it home? You know, it's. Uh, I remember being there a five-engine tractor and a eighteen hundred dollars school bus. You know, and it's. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, that's what we had to do, and we had a good time, you know. It, uh, and, you know, time time moves on, and our haulers get fancier, and, you know, now we carry two spare engines about every part for the tractor, and, you know, it's just uh, a shop on wheels, and uh, and you got to live in the thing, you know. it's We ran hard yesterday to get home to get the thing unloaded, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's all a part in the shop right now. It's, you know, going through its full maintenance plan right now just to, Kind of find out there are good points, bad points. You know, it, it did lay down some nice runs this weekend. That uh, just uh, there's some things and you know and all that being new that I I got to address. And uh, you know, I, I hope we can make it a little better. I mean, it, performance wise, I mean we that deal on Saturday night that was just you know one of those bonsai runs that you know we all have a shot at once in a while. I mean, the tractor's not that good, not that strong. It's just the combination hit the con conditions just right. You know. Um, we got uh, a hell of a field of competition that's going to make this class awesome all year to watch. Uh, you know, uh, Bollinger with them uh, three motors of them screws. I mean, the guy's got weight. He's an awesome driver, good chassis. Tires are top notch. I mean, they're going to be perfect. Uh, Richardson all year. Uh, Billy Beer's going to be good. Um, Criswolds are getting their stuff together. They'll be out here real shortly. And, uh, you know, so we're going to end up in, uh, in Chuck Knapp. You know, he had a bad weekend. I feel bad for the guy. He just, he, uh, he's got a really good piece there, but boy, just things fell apart quick. Uh, he'll be back. He'll be fine. He'll, uh, he'll get it together and he'll be coming on really strong. Um, when is your next unlimited hook then, Joe? Uh, Chapel Hill. So we got okay. three weeks off and I need it. You know, I just, uh, 
I mean, the tractor's ready to go now if we had to, but uh, again, I really want to spend some time here and, and get this thing in good shape. And, and uh, you know, it, we got three weekends in a row when we go to Chapel Hill, we go to Fort Recovery and we got to go to Rockwell and that's going to sort everybody out, you know, so it, uh, you know, we got a lot of parts. We just got to make sure that everything's ready. Um, this tractor here, I'm, I'm just worried about rear ends. I, I just, uh, I'm really concerned about ring and pinions and, uh, you know, bearings in the rear end. And, uh, you know, I, I got it set up, this tractor. It should be about 18 minutes to do a rear end swap. But uh, every single thing that it was a pain over the, you know, last year, you know, in the hot sun and in gear oil and changing all this stuff, I, I said, that's it. You know, so I got it set up now with a, a chain fall that goes inside the roll cage, a little track that goes down through it. Uh, everything's quick change. It's got uh, button covers on the outside of the axles to knock the covers off quick, pop your axles out, you know, so we don't have to take the wheels off, deal with that. So uh, drain on the rear end, you know, it can drain the oil quick. And, uh, you know, just uh, a lot of thought went into this tractor. I, I've been at it for a long time, and I just said, you know what, we're going to build one more, and let's uh, put everything we got there that we can just make things easy and nice to work on. And, you know, that's uh, that's what makes you good. Awesome. If you're just joining us, of course, that is Joe Ader right in front of you. Uh, one of the, uh, he's too humble, but I'll say one of the best in the business, and he'll disagree with me. He just talked about how tough this competition is. But when, like all of us, we hear Joe Ader's name and the polar air, um, we, we just know a good hook is coming. I noticed on your fire suit, and Marty sent me some pictures. Let me pop one on the screen. You're still sponsored by Polar Air, but your fire suit has that EMAC on it. Is that something new there? Yeah, it's a, it's a new division. Uh, it, uh, boy, look at me. I look like a new kid on the block staring at the smoke, huh? You know, it's kind of a cool picture. It's yeah, something it is. I think would do. Take a cool yeah. picture. Yeah, I was actually uh, picking my lane right there. So, uh, you but, guys actually read the track? I figured you just went out there and just give her. And yeah, just no, I, that's uh, we spend hours just, uh, you know, I don't even know what we're looking at anymore, but you know, we kind of maybe have an idea, but yeah, it's, uh, Emacs at, um, it's a online, uh, division there of uh, polar air where you can go online and you can buy through, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's tractor supply. Uh, Matt Cain's worked very hard to, to put this whole, uh, industry together and, and just build a beautiful all American product and then put it out here and, and then basically, uh, you know, gave us the thrill to uh, promote it for them and uh, market it for them, you know. So it, uh, you know, we hope to win on Sundays and sale on Monday for him. You know, it's uh, if we do good and make him look good, then we can, uh, you know, hopefully sell his product. And we sold a lot of stuff for him over the years. And uh, it's been a very good com uh, combination and, uh, you know, good relationship with them guys, you know. And, uh, you know, all our sponsors are good. You know, we, we just... Uh, you get you got a picture of Marty there. You know, it's just uh, there's a guy who could have figured this computer out immediately, so we wouldn't have had any trouble with uh, uh, technical stuff with Marty in the picture. So, I, I want to thank Marty because he called me yesterday and then asked me who could uh, if you if I could get you on the show or if you, you know, if we could talk you into it. I'm like that would be uh, awesome, and I and I texted all the guys right away. I'm like, I think we can get Joe Ader on, and everybody's like, Holy cow! So. Yeah, no, it's you call anytime. We can we'll help you out. We'll do what we can for you. We appreciate that a lot. Who's that in the picture with you right there? That's Barney. He uh, he started me out. Uh, I was uh, 15 years old, and uh, I gave my phone number at a tractor pull and said I'd like to go to a pull sometime. He had a single-engine Economod, and uh, 
I spent uh, a couple, three weekends with him and, uh, you know, a bunch of old uh, biker guys and they're just uh, wonderful people. And uh, he's still with me today, you know, and uh, he helps me. He's my starter man and 70 years old, but he's, you know, we just uh, take our time and don't get rattled and, and uh, he does a good job for me. So he'll, we can cover a thousand miles, no problem. One sitting in the big truck with him telling stories. And if, uh, if he starts to repeat them, you just deal with it and, uh, and listen to them again because they're usually pretty pretty good. Yep, I love it. I love it. We're going to get into the questions, Joe. We got quite a few of them. All of us went out on our social media today. Yeah. Said, hey, we have Joe Ader on the show tonight. So one of them from YouTube was, and the guy's name is Caterpillism. That's his name on YouTube. But he said, I met Joe Ader one time. He's friends with my family in New York. And I was going to ask him about tractor pull and stuff, but I got so nervous. I just asked him which pile of mulch was the kind I needed. <laughs> He has a mulch business for those who may be confused. So uh, that's, I just thought that was a cute story, Joel. I wanted to share that. With yeah, you. that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you guys, if you have anything here, let's see here. Let's start at the top. Okay. Robert Capo says, hello, everyone from New Brighton, Pennsylvania. I've met Joe before at the Canfield Fair. That's Canfield, Ohio, right? Yep. Yeah. During the, during the one rainout year, he made me a fan of his by signing a photo at his trailer. So thank you for watching tonight, Robert. Um, somebody asked, is that the bus that Dan Donnie Deeves drives around? Yeah, Jason Rack. He says, is that the same bus that Don Deeves drives around in? Yeah, it's something very similar to that. I'm not that uh, creative. Don is uh, quite the amazing man. It, uh, when I went to Jet Turbines, uh, when I bought the Walsh Brothers uh, tractor with Bill Leishner, we partnered up on that deal. I was out of Poland for uh, about four hours when I sold my uh, the odd couple tractor that that tractor that uh, let us down uh, a record holding 21 hits and uh, you know that was a good tractor and I sold that tractor to the Ferry Brothers and um, Don Dean called me when I bought that pile of turbine stuff there and it was Super Bowl night and uh, he called me at kickoff and it was uh, there was three minutes left in the fourth quarter when he hung up the phone so that's how long Don Dean was telling me about turbine engines and. He's the kind of guy you would never tell him, you know, you got to go because he he just uh, a wealth of knowledge and that. But, yeah, back to the school bus with him. That guy is, uh, uh, you know, I seen him in Florida with that thing this year, you know, and that, uh, you know, I, I don't run bud tire or uh, them old split rims or whatever he had on that old bus. You know, I'm scared to death to see that. But him and the dog and he's happy as can be. And, you know, he kicks butt down there and this keeps on going. It's pretty neat. It is. We you see him everywhere. I just love it. Love it. He's enjoying life. He's loving his life. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he's, I a, he's a great guy. Yeah. There's all them people are good people. Colin Burkholz says Billy Beers knows how to get the crowd going. <laughs> oh, geez. He's uh, Billy's been uh, a crowd entertainer forever. Cuba, New York. You know, I Wayne Butts is a uh, really good friend of ours here and uh, competition director. And Wayne uh, Butts could. Uh, definitely get riled up with Billy Beers in town, you know, and it, it was just, uh, the guy knew how to push everybody and he's just a lot of fun to be around, you know, but, uh, you know, sometimes his, uh, little comments to the crowd, you gotta be a little careful there nowadays, but, uh, <laughs> the other night was pretty good and uh, whatever happens happens. So, yeah, no, that was, that was great. That was great. Mike Steffen wants to know what was the horsepower of the seven engine mod versus today's four engine? Back in, uh, you know, like Tim Engler and, uh, and Banners, you know, back in the day, them were 12, 1300, you know, big block Chevys, you know, they were all, you know, Engler 
always had a little better stuff. You know, he always had Indy cylinder heads and, you know, uh, Ralph Banner ran the Brodax and, you know, Vertex Mags were probably Engler maybe had Mallory, you know, and the blowers, you know, I think Tim Engler, you know, probably is one of the first guys to have the high helix blower where, again, Ralph had uh, a deal with Mert Littlefield and he would always end up with a, you know, a really nice 871. And so them motors, you know, always made 12, you know, 1500, maybe 1700, you know, so. And uh, these things now, I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. It, uh, you know, the poor 23, 24 gallon of fuel and on that run, you know, like the other night there, it, uh, I was, you know, fuel it after we run to see where we're at, see, make sure old girl's still drinking, you know, and it uh, it's hard to believe, you know, at uh, eight and a half second run like that, it'll drink that much fuel, you know, but. 24 gallons, Joe? About 23 and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, I would say back in the day, you know, a five, a seven-engine tractor like that's probably making about eighty-five hundred horse, you know. So it, uh, you know, now we're, you know, I would say we're probably twelve, thirteen thousand, you know, and it, it's just, uh, it's, it's getting to the point where we just got to be careful. I mean, there's, uh, there's certain tracks that can hold that power, like the other night there at Toma, you know that. That was one of the best tracks that rain you know i've always said mother nature builds pulling tracks and, and when i woke up and it was raining during the morning i was just uh blessed to, to have that because i knew i'd have a good track for that night you know and the night before it was a decent track it uh you know it didn't really take the big power to win it but uh you know everybody's got to pull on the same track that's what you always got to remember so it uh you know it's uh it's up to you to tune your stuff accordingly you know no that's that's awesome that's Joe, awesome. when you when you tune motors, when when you get to a track that won't take the power, just for an example, how much power are you guys dialing out? I can get rid of, uh, you know, pretty easy three hundred horse a motor, and uh, you know that will. Uh, I got other things, you know, that I do to to lame my tractor up. You know, I, uh, you know, I I drive with brakes, you know, and everybody knows I do, but. You know, it's just, uh, there's a little bit of a science behind that because I've built a lot of tractors for guys. I help them out of the shop and uh, all the ones that, uh, you know, they'll end up with a lot of broken parts or you can get a tractor upset or, you know, and all that. So it, uh, you know, but I I just got different ways, you know, we detune our stuff and, uh, you know, and, and try to, you know, put it to the ground. You know, it's... Uh, it's that big full load of corn in the in the middle of the field that you got to get out to the road with nobody around. You're going to get stuck, so you got to got to be creative and figure out how you got to get it to the other end quick. So that's, well, that's how we always figured it. I love that. You what mile per hour do you think you spin the rear wheels, Joe? You know, it's um, there's a formula on that. So, if, you know, I, I would say we're uh, you know 140, 145, 50. You know, it's uh, you know it. Uh, there's some guys, you know, turn a little more RPM, but the gear ratio maybe be a little softer. So it, uh, you know, but it's all right in there. You know, it. Uh, all I know is we got to work on tires about every run. You know, like that Toma dirt, you can you can't hurt them up there. But we we still work on tires every pass. We 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 like to have good tires every run. You know, just knock all the things out of the equation. You know, so we can figure like we got a hundred percent chance of. You know, if all, all the cards come together, is you know, good shot that we could, you know, keep the thing in the top five or seven, you know. 
Are all you guys running the Mitas, Joe, or do you see some different tire combinations? I really don't, you know, see anything different than these uh, these good tires. You know, they're they're a good tire. They're heavy. Uh, they're hard on parts. I mean, I got uh, seven sets yet of the the Puller 2000s in the shop on rims, and uh, you know, if they ever say that, uh, you know, we have to go back to them tires, I'm ready. You know, it, I love these tires. I mean, I, I'm one of the very first ones in the states to run them and uh you know we just uh had a uh had a really good set to, to start out with and uh you know they've been a good tire to us but uh they're really hard on rear ends it uh they, they just hook so hard that it it uh it just really abuses our parts you know and uh you know there's a there's a, a point there at some point where you just gotta you know we all have them there's nothing we can do but at some point, if we all keep breaking rear ends and, and all that, and then we're going to have to come up with something else, you know. Yep, no, understood Joe, completely. Joe, you talked about a bunch of indoor poles. How much of a difference does that make? Uh, so, like, at Louisville this year, I mean, it was probably, what, 30 degrees cooler at the at the start of the track as it was at the end of the track. How are you setting those up going through from one to the other when it's cold outside? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I... I haven't lost my, uh, I, I got nine wins down there at Louisville and, uh, you know, I, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I've always loved that pull and that, but, uh, you know, now that I settled into Florida during the winter, it's kind of fun to go down there. And, and, uh, I was painting the inside of my house on uh, Wednesday night when Louisville farm show was going on. And I sat there and wondered, boy, this is crazy. I got nine, hold of nine record, uh, win streak there, not streak, but, you know, through the years, you know, so. And here I am painting the house, you know, so that was kind of weird for me last year. But, uh, you know, the tuning in there, it, it, I don't know, I, I never ran that close on a, a tune-up. So, I mean, I, I still don't, you know, I, I can't afford the, you know, uh, the breakage and, uh, you know, burning the parts and all that. You know, I just, uh, I just got a good consistent power every run for my operation to get down the track and then. I got my other box of tricks that I can throw with it to try to get it all to come together, you know. So I, I don't do it all with those. So. Brian Clagora says, "What's your greatest achievement in polling? So, like, what are you most proud of, Joe, over the years?" You know, the the European trip was just really a, a really cool thing. It was good. It was you know we took twenty one people, their sponsors, you know, family, brothers, and. Uh, you know, good close friends and, and all that. And, uh, that was, that was a really cool accomplishment, you know, and, and then COVID hit, you know, and they shut that down. And I don't know, I, the president was over to Bowling Green. I talked to him and I don't think they'll ever do that pull again, you know, so I, I might've had the last ship right over and, you know, kind of sad, you know, it'd be nice to have some, you know, other people to get an opportunity to do what I did there. But, uh, you know, the 21 straight wins, you know, back when we were really good at this game, you know, it was pretty cool to, you know, to, to lay that down. And, you know, uh, Bill Leishner and I had a bit, you know, uh, competing, battling all the time back and forth. And the knowledge that uh, guys like him have helped me through the years, you know. And I just, uh, I came up through a time where I watched all these guys, John Heilman, Pat Friels, Fred Freeman, you know, Ralph and Dave Banner. Um, I just, I really appreciate the, you know, what them guys have done. You know, it's just, uh, it's really cool. You know, uh, John Powell, he just called me here, you know, a month ago and we talked a little bit and, you know, just, uh, just a really good bunch of people, you know. So uh, 
I, I'm, I'm good to carry the torch for a while yet. I, you know, I just, I don't know how much longer, but we'll keep on going. So uh, we're having a good time. Good. All right. So, you know, so Brad says great run, Jill. Charles, can you play here? Uh, can you play the video from Saturday night again? And told him I want to. What were those sparks at the end of the run, Jill? Yep. I uh, I fixed it here. Honestly, 4:30 this morning. I was out in the shop because I'm not right. I I just uh, my tractor's part of me. So if something ain't right with that, I got to work on that thing and and get it right. So I'm out in the shop at 4:30 and I'm just half burned out from driving all day or all night, whatever. So, but what it was, uh, it was weird. But the floater plate uh, actually uh, broke a finger out of it in uh, in part of the stand. And it actually rubbed on the bell housing liner, and it, and uh, and again, NTPA with their uh, uh, Richmond with his rules and all that, he did a great job there, having a liner in there. Everything did exactly what it's supposed to. It just uh, it made lunch real quick, and uh, <laughs> we threw everything away and put a new clutch in it, and she's good to go now. But uh, yeah, it uh, I saw that. It uh, so I mean, we had fireworks from one end, and then of all things, we had a a valve cover loose on one motor, just a. It was just one end there was just shooting a little oil out. So it, uh, you know, so we had a little bit of everything going on from all directions on that thing. But all of a sudden done, it made a hell of a run and the crowd loved it. So it, it was pretty cool. Charles, can you pop that video up? just awesome yeah that was pretty cool it's uh you know in the ground speed there probably you know it probably hit 41 42 there at some point maybe 43 <laughs> you know so it uh everything's good until uh you know you get a coupler that comes off or you know you a ring and pinion goes out and oh boy that thing comes crashing to the ground and then you actually see elvis at one point of your life so it's uh, <laughs> but yeah it's uh that's a, uh, when everything's set up right, that's a fun tractor to drive. But, uh, you know, I've only had, uh, you know, a couple of passes on it yet. I think it's going to be a good one. I, um, you know, like I said, I just, we spent a lot of time this, uh, Brad Corporal. I mean, it, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, Ralph Banner helped me build my first four engine tractor. And uh, he, uh, you know, guided me through everything. And he said, you know, why don't you go home and start building these for a few people? So that's how we kind of, jumped in and started building tractors, you know, and Ralph would make the parts for me and send them to me and, you know, front axles, hitches and, you know, different things and I welded and putting it all together. So it was just a cookie cutter little deal we had, you know, and we built a lot of stuff and we ended up with 93 tractors, you know, time we got done and, you know, Ralph started slowing down, retiring. So Brad, uh, Corporal and Les, they, uh, you know, started building stuff for us and, you know, still buying a little stuff from Angler and that. And, uh, you know, it turned out to be a good little business. It just, uh, it took so much time. You know, like I watched poor Brad Corporal walk around the pool the other night and, you know, he's on the phone constantly talking to people, you know, my tractor went left, went right, you know, I broke this, you got this Monday morning, you know, and I remember all them days. And, and I just got to the point where I got so burned out and tired where just babysitting rich guys, I call it, you know, there was a lot of, we had a few high rollers that came through that, uh, you know, it just, if they had to win and uh, 
you know, you, you can't win every time. And, uh, you know, the sport it's made, it's, it's, it's made for everybody to have a shot at it, you know, and, and these people are just, uh, I just got sick of these kind of high rollers, you know, so I, I went back and worked with a few of the smaller guys, you know, Tim Kane and all these good pro stock guys. We started building a lot of them and Bill Miller and them, you know, and it, uh, had a lot of fun with them kind of guys, you know, and, uh, but just kind of worked my way out of that deal and got more into, uh, just focusing on my own stuff. And it, uh, I, I think it's helped me a bunch, you know, just staying more level headed than my deal. And it, uh, kind of, you know, now with these motors and, and everything going on and, and the competition, I mean, it's just really stepped up where it's pushed us really hard. You know, when, when Boyd's were in town, I mean, uh, he had a, a crew, a really good crew of guys there that, um, you know, every one of them guys had so much knowledge and background in the sport for many, um, <clears throat> you know, many years, you know, and it just, when you get a team together like that, you know, with a, you know, they can come to town and, and, you know, and do a good job and, you know, with the hell out of you, you know, so uh, you got to be there with all your guns loaded, you know, if you're going to run against them kind of guys and it's, uh, you know, so it, it made it good, you know, it, uh, competition, you know, is what drives me, you know, and it, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. I mean, you know, we got 20 days till we go again and, you know, I, I can't wait for it to get here. I'm ready to go. It's just, uh, you know, can't get here soon enough, but, you know, once it's here, we'll uh, we'll just take every step of the way we can, and you know, get what we can out of it. Awesome. Again, if you're just joining us, and we still have people coming on, I think people are going, "Holy crap, Joe Aders on Let's Grow Pulling Live," because the numbers just keep going up. So we're honored to have you on tonight, Joe. Shane Hunt says, "I remember when I was six years old, when you started driving Dirt Challenger. When going from the blower motors to the turbines, did the driving style change at all?" Yeah, you know, it uh, it was a good tractor. It was pretty cool. It uh, and, you know, I just, uh, for a, a kind of guy that wants to drive, you know, like myself that, you know, what I, I could, uh, at that point I had Larry Roberts, uh, alcohol super stock. I was jumping in and out of, you know, Bill Leisner's dirt slinger. I was running that, uh, I didn't have a tractor at the time. So, I mean, I was kind of a little bit of a hired gun, just kind of helping guys, you know, and, and then you jump in a turbine and it, there's just no drivability to it, you know, and for a guy that wants to you know, backpedal the throttle, step on the brakes, you know, just do different things and, you know, jack the throttle, do whatever you got to do to get the thing to go. And in a, in a turbine, you know, it's basically a bench grinder. You flip the switch and at the end you shut it off. And, you know, it is a pretty respected deal. It, uh, I just, uh, it was an experience. Uh, you know, it was good to, to see it go down the road. That's, uh, I was happy to get back to VH again and, uh, you know, get my old power plants back and, you know, it was a, you know, it was an experience, but it's definitely something we have to, you know, put behind us. Sure. Cody Singletary, he's a, a blown mini rod puller. Um, I think this is the second year or first year, probably second year, Charles. Try to remember. Yeah, second. Because yeah. Cody yep. was Econo and then he jumped up. But anyway, anyway, um, he said he had the pleasure of meeting you this past winter in Ocala. You're a yep. great guy, great guy, and you had an awesome pass this weekend, by the way. So it's cool to see. Um, to hear from fellow pullers like that. Brent yeah. says, when and where was your first Grand National win? Well, that was funny. I told the story three times this weekend. It was uh, Toma, Wisconsin, and it was the, uh, uh, I remember winning that night and Ralph Banner telling me, uh, 
I was up there all by myself and uh and he you know he kind of gave me an idea of what was happening you know which track and you know where to run and and all that and uh well anyways i remember uh down where petros were parked way in the back there's a little yellow building that used to be the the outhouse and on the side of that was a a, a uh, payphone and i remember it was 12 20 at night i called uh collect called the ralph banner and the operator said uh ralph answered and uh she said, would it uh, be okay to take a quick call from Joe? And uh, Ralph said, yeah, I'll take a call. So that uh, that was amazing, you know. And I called him. I said, Ralph, I said, I won. And is that right? You know, he just, he was such a funny guy, you know. And, and uh, you know, he, we kind of talked about what we did there, you know. We, we still got a little secret there, you know. And uh, But, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It, uh, it, it That was my first win, and we went on the Fort Recovery, Ohio the following week. We won there. And, uh and then I think there was nothing else out after that for a while, you know. But we, I think uh, that would have been 97, you know, with Grand National. And, uh, you know, uh, we were out there for many years before that. But, uh, you know, that was the year we won our first title, I believe, in 97. So Awesome. Yeah. Everybody's but. been uh, knowing you since then. Um, somebody says you've had a lot of success with your old chassis. Did you sell that or do you still have it at the shop? uh this tractor here is the old chassis it's just a, a remake i we put some things into it that i hate to uh i don't think we could get any lighter uh this tractor is pretty light uh in areas there's other things that are heavy on it but uh you know so i i just chose to stay with uh you know this frame i guess i'll tell you all what's happening here uh ken benny's tractor which is now chuck knapp's tractor and this one here were built side by side uh, Ken Benny built his there, obviously, at his shop, and I built mine and, you know, supplied each other with parts, and it, it was a, it was pretty cool, you know, we, only three hours away, I'd go down, pick a motor up, bring him some parts, and, you know, uh, I'd be building other frames while building this one and go down, and Ken would have just a little bit of more work done to his, you know, I mean, the guy is so perfect and, and everything in uh, particular, you know, so, but it was pretty cool, but yeah, we built them tractors side by side, and, uh, you know, we tried a different uh, kind of frame rail and stuff. And, uh, you know, this just playing with different things, you know. So uh, it's kind of this one here is a, a remake of the old one. And uh, but back to that story I was started with there, not to wear you all out. But uh, you're, yeah. Joe, you're not going to wear us out. We're all just yeah. like in awe right now. So, so Ralph Banner helped oh, me build that uh, first tractor and uh, told me go home, you know, start building these and that. And, you know, we came through 93 of the things, you know, and been a great career and uh you know time to get out and and i thought you know boy this would be cool but, uh, the nickname for my tractor right now is called full circle and uh what that is is uh we started with ralph banner and we ended up all the way around the block we came back to his nephews uh and his cousin there uh, brad and les corporal and uh just respect them guys a lot they're good people and uh so i wanted them to have their hands in on on this tractor so I took my whole list of ideas to Brad and, and did a quite a bit of, you know, work myself, but then Brad jumped in and did uh, a lot of stuff and, and just did a beautiful job as, as all his work is. And, uh, that was really cool. So, you know, it's, it's the nickname for the tractor is full circle, but it's, you know, Emacs is the, the, you know, corporate name for the tractors. So. Well, that's good. That's good knowledge. Charles, remember that for Rockwell, buddy. I yeah. will definitely remember that. Um, Devin McLaren says, Joe, your tractor is his favorite 
and he also wants to know what overdrive are you allowed on your blowers for the unlimited class? Uh, unlimited is anything, any combination, you know, 8,000 pounds, you know, run what you brung, hope you brung enough. So it truly is unlimited. Yeah. 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 We've chose the 1871, you know, there's pros and cons, you know, um, I like the 1871 because it, uh, I can run it slower. It makes a nice cool charge and you know, it, uh, you know, I ain't going to make the most power out of the guys out there, but you know, I can, uh, make what I got to make it work for me, you know, or keep her, keep her going down the track a little bit. Jason Rack from Michigan says, how do you, we should, you should have to pay for this knowledge. Uh, Jason, how do you read a track and decide between weight placement, tire pressure, hitch height, et cetera? So don't give any yeah. secrets away, Joe, because I yeah. know, I know Chuck Knapp's watching tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's, uh, that's good. I'd, if I could help anybody or if they could help me, because we all need it at times, but you know, it's, uh, Educated guess is three quarters of it. Ralph Banner said if the track looks good enough to plant corn, that's a good spot in the track. So, you know, that's the threes we're going to run off of. We'll keep it at that. But, uh, you know, uh, higher pressure, you know, we, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just uh, everybody's got their own combination. What works for me would not work for somebody else. And, you know, there's, there's so many multiple things that, when these tractors get uh, that competitive and that close, when you start putting them down, you know, like I said, that was a bonsai run the other night, but you're going to see some distances come up here where we all end up in the 330, 340, you know, and you take six, eight tractors, you put them in there within eight feet each other. That's pretty amazing. You know, all the different kinds of combination, motor combination, driving styles, you know, gear ratios. I mean, it, uh, you know, so that that'll be uh, that'll be fun. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to when we can go out there and you know knock somebody out by three eighths of an inch. You know, that's that's pretty wild. Lisa Jostock says, "What goes through your mind right before you pull? Do you get a little nervous?" Uh, Dave Banner told me many years ago. He said, "If you ever lose the butterflies and don't get excited, he said you better stay off it. You know, it's it's going to turn. It'll bite you." And I. I go into uh, my own little world, you know, it's just, I, it's just my deal. And I just get focused in and, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's just, it's my time. And, you know, it just, uh, you know, it's just uh, the littlest thing is a flagman holding me up, you know, that will, uh, you know, that, that will offset me or something, you know, where I just, uh, it's messing up my routine. You know, it, it's no different. John Force pulling them to the stage and beams, you know, he's got his, uh, you know, his routine and all them drivers do, you know, and, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty, uh, you know, I've, I respect it. And, uh, you know, especially nowadays, I mean, it just that at any given second, you know, that the rear end's going to come out of it or the drive line or a gearbox is going to break. And, you got to be there to catch it because uh, I uh, I was on that winning streak, 21 wins in a row, Friday night, Toma, Wisconsin. It was me, uh, oh, um, Doug Downs, and I believe it was, uh, um, it would be, uh, God darn it, Bollinger, Steve Bollinger in the pull-off. And, uh, you know, there's three of us in the pull-off, and I was first, and I went out and uh, – you know, this was going to be a full, complete year, season to season, winning every event that I went to, which was pretty, pretty cool, you know. And uh, 
150 feet front end up and it was on its way, you know, just signed the check. I, there's nothing I could do with that tractor other than just collect a win with it. It was, it was just unstoppable. And, uh, well, anyways, uh, opinion come out of it. And, uh, I wasn't ready for that because I, I got to such a, a comfortable feeling with that tractor that it never, you know, gave me any problems. So, you know, well, hell that never happened. Why would that happen? You know? And well, anyways, uh, that taught me a lot. And, uh, I had good people, Steve Jacks, Brian Knox, they jumped, jumped in and, you know, they worked on the motors. I had to work on the rear end. Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a long night, you know, and we weren't set up for any kind of major repair like that, you know, but we got her and we went out and I think we ended up second or third in the unlimited class on some, uh, I don't know, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. And, you know, we just, uh, it, um, but you know, you gotta just be ready for that you know, that, that problem when something happens, you know, that's the, that's the big thing, you know, because, uh, it chased me for the rest of the year, you know, when that thing come unglued like that. And, you know, I thought we saved it pretty good, but, uh, we didn't, you know, we, we ended up with broken cranks down the road. Uh, we had bell springs that were broke and, you know, it, uh, it cost me a season, you know, it just, I had to regroup and start over. And, you know, so that's why in my case, I need to go out and, take 11, 12,000 horse like this and, you know, let it be your friend. And, you know, you two need to get along and work together because uh, if uh, old Sally turns on you here, she'll make a lot of work for you for the rest of the year. So. <laughs> if, uh, oh, I love it. Let's see here. Doug says, what was the reason to go away from the mini? <clears throat> you know, we had a, a good year when we weren't won that title there and ended up second with the mini rod. Um, flawless, you know, no breakage and all that. And I just told myself, if we can get through the season uh, without, you know, really starting to pull our hair out and, uh, you know, we got to get rid of this thing because it, uh, first of all, it gave me a bad ride in Benson, North Carolina, where Larry Kester went out trying the new tires and got in trouble and, you know, went out of control. And I was next with the new tires and I went up and, and, uh, I ended up breaking my foot. I never really told anybody, you know, but we don't, uh, you know, we don't worry about that stuff. You guys don't need to know all that. So <laughs> it, uh, we carried the rest of the year out, you know, on that and, uh, you know, but smashed my lower back, you know, and I just, uh, I got too many things going on and I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta be in a little better shape here to, to carry the torch here. So I just knew I had to get rid of that thing. And that's where, uh, our little buddy Bart there from overseas come over and he was over most of the summer. And, you know, when uh, I was weighing about 215 at that point and little Bart, you put him in there at 175, 165. And, you know, Christ, we had weights everywhere on that thing. And that pushed that tractor up from the seventh, eighth place tractor, shoved it up in the winter circle a couple of times and kept him in there third and fourth, finished me out second place at the end of the year. And that was pretty cool. So, uh, it was a, a good experience. I, uh, I loved it. The, the class was awesome. It's so competitive, but, uh, you know, the, the next year with the big tractor, um, you know, uh, we really worked hard, uh, keeping rear ends in that thing. And, uh, and again, this thing here, I, I can tell you, it's going to be uh, a handful. It's gonna be a long summer. You know, if, uh, you know, we just gotta, I just gotta be there and be ready and be available to, to keep it going or we're going to fall behind. So. Awesome. That's good. That's good to know. Jason Rack must have went and watched least Joe Stock's poll. What poll was he at, Bruce, Saturday night up in Michigan? 
in my hometown, Fremont, Michigan. Is that a Region 2 hook? Yes. Or is that Wolverine? Once. Okay. Yep. What Joe, if you remember, uh, if you remember uh, the Gilliland guys, Todd was the guy who put that show on. Yeah. The yep. Suspicion of Ignorance. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you build another tractor pull. I'm not sure what Thomas is saying there. Thomas, if you want to elaborate, come back in. Uh, Greg Parker says, awesome pull, Joe. Ben Kane. Hey, I, I, rec I bet you recognize that guy. Great job, Joe, from California. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's uh, one of the brothers of the Canes. Okay. And, uh, yep. Uh, let's see here. Joe, would you say the biggest struggle in the limited class right now are the rear ends? Naps have been fighting it, hasn't he? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah, we all are. It's, uh, I don't know. It It's going to, like I said, we got three weekends coming and I got three rear ends. You know, I'm going to have three rear ends and, um, you know, we're going to be ready for it. That's all I can say is just, I don't care if it breaks getting towed off the track or where it's been doing it, you know, but I just, uh, and, and anybody in the class, I just don't want anybody to break halfway down the track because it, when the motor's over rev, it throws the rods out or it stretches them out or knocks your bell springs apart. And I just, uh, it's too much work, you know, and it, uh, you know, it just, I hate to, uh, be defeated by, uh, you know, by that damn rear end breakage, but you know, that's, that's all I can say. You know, it just, the tires are hooking too hard. It's 8,000 pounds. I think we had 16 weights in the sled the other night. Uh, there was no more weight to be put in the sled. He could have moved the trip up maybe a little bit, but you know, um, Bowers are great. You know, I just, um, I, I trust them a hundred percent and, you know, I could tell by Nap's run that it was probably going to give me about a 360, 70 run, to be honest with you, you know, just gauging it. And, uh, you know, we bombed her out there a little further, but uh, I don't, uh, you know, you just got to be careful when you get out that far, you know, knowing what the track is, you know, it's, you know, you're starting to run out of track. So you be careful. You don't tear the tires up, but, you know, I'll tell you what, Saturday night and, uh, and people as much money as they spent to come there to, to enjoy that show and camping, God bless them. We need them people. And I'll put a hell of a run out of my tractor. You know, that thing costs four or 5,000 bucks a run. They go down the track every time. That's, you know, that's what it costs. I mean, with repairs and, and maintenance, insurance, fuel to get down the road. So it, uh, so obviously we're doing it to entertain the crowd. And, yep. uh, you know, I know there's guys that complain a little bit. They think the sled should have been set up a little bit more, but you know, if you get all the weight in the sled, you know, just uh, let us run with it. And, uh, you know, I feel like everybody in our class is professionals and they can handle, you know, they won't get out of control or get stupid or whatever, you know. So I feel like, uh, you know, it, it's it's good for the crowd. And I'd rather take a, you know, a 360, 70, run or something like that. It's so much easier on my equipment. You know, it, it's just I can get out there in that mid, mid track and just really get some speed up and, uh, you know, it's just good for everybody, you know. So, uh, you know, I got my vote there. I, I'd i never take a 296 run again, you know. It, it just, I, I feel like I would be, you know, a wheel fell off or something if I was that short. So <laughs> That'd be bad. Uh, Rust also says, are you going to go to Rockwell this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They, uh, That's a great pull. Them guys worked hard to, to build such a beautiful facility. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. uh you know, the way the dates worked out, but, uh, you know, uh, Langford's one mile from my house and, uh, 
I got to go to Rockwell, but that's fine. It um, that's what the schedule is. I committed to it, and uh, I'm ver- I'm looking very forward to go to Rockwell, Iowa. And uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful town, and uh, and the people are great, and we can't wait. How far? Like, how long did it take you to get home from Tomeyer? What was the travel in hours, Joe? I don't know. I think 13 hours. You know, okay. but uh, the minute we pull in, you know, I drop the gate, tractor comes out, and it you know goes into a cleaning, and then. Went in the shop and about nine o'clock, I was about out of steam, but I, you know, need to look at Oberg's and that will tell me what the motors need for the week, you know, and then, and then, like I said, we got some other things that we uh, got to address here, to, uh, you know, to try to get a little better at this thing. And, uh, you know, so it, uh, she's, she's, it, she's getting a little tune up in the shop right now. So it, nice. uh, she's okay. Nice. So. I think yeah. he addressed this in your, but somebody asked you if you miss mini pulling and you said basically your body doesn't. Yeah, my body don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, but no, it's a great class. I, uh, you know, it's. It's grown like crazy, um, yeah. you know, in both, in both the big circuits with Champions Tour, you know, Lucas. So I, sure. I remember all Roost probably five, six years ago, we'd go down to Mount City and announce we'd be lucky if we'd have six or seven of them. Now they had 28 of them in Farley, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. So. That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's good class. It, uh, it's really competitive. You know, you can swim around with one hand, you know, and it, uh, but now it's good crowd pleaser and it, uh, it's good for everybody. We got to keep throwing the sponsor plugs in here. Ben Kane says, Joe, you are a legend of pulling. Glad you are running with Emacs compressor with Matt. You are a great man in my book. Good for you and your team. Uh, Jason Rat coming through tonight with all the questions. When building a chassis, do you do it in a CAD? If so, do you stimulate stress points, frame flex, etc.? Yeah, I wish I was that good. If you come to my shop, you're going to get soapstone on the floor. And uh, that's what Ralph Banner taught me. And, you know, it, uh, we're pretty old school, but, you know, we, we use a lot of common sense. I'm not, uh, I'm not real wealthy, but I get, I'm blessed in common sense. And I'm not bragging, but I can tell you I got some old timers. My dad was one, uh, you know, you use your head and, uh, you know, a, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to have all that CAD and all that stuff and you know and all that you know and we got to the point where we subbed all that stuff out at the end you know where we had guys laser cutting parts and and all that just to make a, a really nice clean looking product you know when we finished up but it uh, as far as uh, I remember Ralph Banner telling me one time he said you know sometimes if if you come out of the trailer and you miss the ramps and the tractor smashes on the ground he feels like that relieves it and the damn thing will pull in after that. So it's, you know, so we've, we've heard everything, you know, I've put my trash around blocks in the, in the winter and, uh, you know, made it stretch itself the opposite way, you know, and, you know, it's kind of funny, all the different things, you know, but it all comes down to, uh, you know, uh, X amount of horsepower, gear racial tire, you know, tire pressure and, and where to spot the sled, you know, and I would say that's more than, anything that a CAD program will tell you, you know. No, that's good. Robert Capo, this is a good one. I like this one. Have a good story, memory with either Ken Benny, Roger Simon, John Muma, any of those guys? Oh, uh, yeah, they're all they're all good. You know, uh, you know, John Muma would talk to him, uh, talking to Marty there, Wilson, and, uh, you know, just telling me about, uh, you know, he, he was just such a good guy, you know, and, and, uh, and Roger Simons, you know, it uh them are the you know just they're legends in my book you know just a lot of fun and they raised a beautiful family and the kids are carrying on a hell of a torch there with 
you know, like I think they're up to like 35 pulling vehicles now, I think. 37, uh, you know, or, 37 Joe. 37. Yeah, okay. But uh, yep. now they're doing a good job, you know, and it, uh, you know, that Brad uh, went up there to work with them and uh, one of the Nelson's boys, you know, so I mean, they got, they got some good guys there, you know, helping them and along and, uh, you know, they, they bring a good package there. But, um, I know we, you do a lot of what can I say? I mean, he, What do you got? There was a little lag on the internet. There was a little lag on the internet, Joe. I didn't mean to talk talk on top of you. Give us a I, give us your favorite give us your favorite Ken Benny story. Well, I, uh, Rockville, Iowa, three years, four years ago, I uh, I had a fuel line or something come loose, and I I nipped three, four pistons in the motors, you know, and uh, so no big deal. I think we got rained out the next day, or I might bump the sled. I don't know. So uh, Ricky Rose, just an awesome guy great family you know just we'll help bring it over to our shop and that's so i'm in his shop and we got the tractor all tore apart building a motor and he'd be shipping parts and pistons and stuff i didn't want to take my spare motor out of the ceiling i just wanted to fix it we had time you know between that and toma and uh ken benny walks in and he's got his cup of coffee it's 9 45 in the morning the guy don't get up real early and he comes out with his coffee and he's walking around and I'm over here and, you know, trying to torque rods. And uh, I had this outrageous cold chill go through my body. Like, you know, like this guy's watching and it's not, he, he, it's not the way he would do it. It's the way I've been doing it for years. Been working pretty good. But this guy, I mean, he just, uh, you could just feel it in you, you know, and uh, he just shook his head and turned around and walked out the door. So <laughs> I went ahead and torqued eight rods, put a pan on her and hell, I don't know. We finished the year with it and, everything stayed in there pretty good but Ken uh he just uh he's a second dad to me you know I I just uh he's just a good guy you know it uh I don't you know, think anybody uh, can argue with that Joe at all yeah yeah I mean you know we all build different kinds of motor combinations and you know Brad Anderson and the Minor Brothers and all that but you know as long as Ken Benny's in my life it'll always be a Benny engine you know and it's, uh, you know, the guy's been real good, you know, and he's worked with so many people through the years and helped them. John Card, Sassy Engines, and, you know, Brian Knox, all these guys, you know, he's just, he's dropped a lot of knowledge and ideas down and, you know, but things are changing and moving on. Ken's getting older and, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see him settling down. I, I hate to see him on the road. I mean, we ran 80 mile an hour all day yesterday and I'll tell you what, it's just, uh, it is a hard, long day, you know, and I just think of that 82-year-old man out there in that big rig, you know, and it's uh, it's just a long, hard day for an old guy, you know. And I'm feeling I know he'll feel it, so. Ken's going to be out, Marty said, uh, Chapel Hill? Uh, he'll be at uh, Norwalk, Ohio. It's, that's uh, right. Yeah. That big thing. Yep. yep. So that'll be real good for him, and, uh, you know, that's special for him to go there. And, it, uh, yeah, so it's. They'll have a lot of fun up there. It's gonna that's gonna be a great pull. I uh I uh all the people that got together that put that show on and, and all that, that's I God bless them. That's a that's a good deal. They work hard and uh, we need uh, more venues like that. Lucas Oil's doing a good job, you know, putting those pretty classy places on there and uh and we'll be down to Chapel Hill with NTPA and that's a first class place if you if you ask me, you know. So it's hard to be in two places at once. I mean, I'd rather drive three and a half hours in Norwalk, but obviously I'm committed to the, the national deal. And, uh, 
So we'll go down there and eat some fried chicken. Fair enough. I know Esden Lane has always told me that that the the most hospitable pole he goes to is Chapel Hill. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job. You know, miss old Chris Gilbert. You know, he's uh, just such a good guy. You know, but all the guys out there, you know, uh, carrying the place on and uh, taking his place. You know, it it took five guys to replace Chris, but you know they're all doing a good job, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing them here in a three weeks. Nice. I don't want you to answer this question because you never ever want to pick your favorite sled because you'll hurt. And that's one thing a tractor puller never does. But can you talk about the sleds over the years, like the different sleds you've pulled until you know until today's machines? You know, I uh, Powers got really consistent sleds between his orange one, his purple one. You know, and uh, I watch them real close. You know, because that's part of my formula to get this thing down the track. You know, but um, Richard Love's got really good sleds. You know. Uh, he uh, he works really hard to you know to, to put a good combination together you know some guard out of uh oh i believe uh, missouri you know all them guys you know they're not that far off you know i i have certain sleds that are awesome and and uh you know that that i just choose that i would pull with every weekend and that's you know what i feel you know my success comes from is just having that same sled consistency and I, I I know every every tooth in a sprocket I can feel on uh, you know the one sled there that I like to run with all the time and that uh, that seems to help work work you know pretty good for me but uh, but no all the guys they they do a good job with them you know it uh, it's a lot of work you know they're the first guy into the show and the last one to leave when it's always raining Sunday night when them guys are leaving so yep. they uh, they deserve a you know a, a big thank you. Um. So. We know this season has been a bit tougher than usual for parts. Having four engines plus spares, how much harder has this season been preparing than in the past, Joe? I've start. I already have all my stuff for next year already. You know, just if we don't blow everything apart, we have enough parts to rebuild it all. If we start dropping motors, then you know we'll we'll uh, address that. You know, uh, as it comes. You know, if we got to go to blocks and you know, more heads or whatever, you know, but, uh, right now, I mean, my deal is pretty good shape. Um, but I know there's a lot of guys struggling. Um, I, you know, I'll give my shirt off my back. I've offered parts to people, blower belts already and that, and even some of my guys that have my suppliers like Joe, don't be so nice because you're going to get in trouble. And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. Don't give all your blower belts away. So I've, uh, you know, right now we're, we're in good shape, but uh, I can see it's a problem out there. You know, it, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, the whole country, you know, is definitely uh, in a setback and, you know, it, it just, people just need to get it out of their head and just kind of step up and move forward and forget all the nonsense. And I think everybody can go back to work real quickly, you know, yeah, Pretty, because there's a lot of work out there. Everybody just go back to work, get a job and you'll all be fine. So. So Russ Dostal is excited you're coming to Rockwell. So you need a 3X t-shirt for him, Joe. Okay. Okay. So give him a t-shirt. Yeah. We haven't made shirts yet of the new ones. So we're we just uh it takes us usually about five, six months, you know, of leg time with us. You know, we're I'm more concerned about tractor right now than I am the yeah. t-shirts and the all that. But I you you focus on the tractor. We'll live Russ will live without a t-shirt, Joe, I promise. Okay. Colin Burkholt says, are you ever going to allow anyone else to have the Ender Elite distance record? It was close last day, last year there, uh, the Chastain boy, I got a kick out of him. He, he pulled like four minutes before me 
and laid down, I think, a 392. And uh, I came out, and uh, I think I'm out there at 394 and that. But, yeah, it can be done. It's, uh, you know, uh, we go into that show. It's our last one. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just last year I I just knew going in there that I, I, I just had everything 100%. And, you know, sometimes you can just, uh, you can hit them on the head and, you know, but sometimes you can come home and be lucky to be in the top five. So, uh, but yeah, it, it can be definitely be beaten, but uh, we're going to keep uh, shooting for her if we can. How much movable weight do you have with your tractor? Again, Joe, if you don't need want to answer that, if that's a secret, we don't need to talk about it, but I'm just putting them up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting tight, you know, with, uh, again, with safety on this thing, uh, you know, you, you gotta keep, uh, keep up with the rules and, uh, in the, what they're requiring to do and stuff. So everything like that's always adding weight. So it, it's, it's pinching the weight on us getting closer all the time, but, uh, um, we're making the class, so right now it's it's good feeling not to not not to have to drain fuel out of my tank. It's <laughs> great part. So, Paul, what did uh what did Wayne Purser say? What's he want the weight to go up to so he can run the seven? What did he tell you? Uh, he said it's an unlimited class. Let's make unlimited weight. <laughs> no, he wants it. I think to eighty five. Okay. Yeah, that would. That'd be great, but honestly, the more weight you put on this thing, the more we gear it down, and now it turns into a huge torque machine, and yep. it's going to just really break rear ends. So, it uh, honestly, it uh, you know, down the road, if we get all burned out on rear ends and stuff, and whatever's going to be happening here this year, I think it'd be good to go back to, uh, you know, if we could go back to like a good three motor tractor like Bollinger's thing, uh, you know, I think a good you know, a movable weight, something like that, you know, 77, 7,800 pounds or something, you know, and, uh, you know, that would, that would probably be uh, a little easier on parts, you know, but, you know, it's, uh, we'll just see what happens and, uh, you know, it's maybe, maybe we won't have any trouble, you know, but right now it's, uh, it's looking like it's going to keep us on our toes. That's what I can tell you. I'm still caught up with the 18 minutes to swap out a rear end. Like that's impressive. Yeah, I mean everything that's doing it in the shop, you know, in the field it'll be an hour and a half, two hours, but it uh yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I, I want to uh actually I did pop the rear end out of the thing here today and checked everything out because that's what we do. And uh you know, it uh did a little time trial by myself and if everything uh stays out of my way I can make a lot of things happen and it, it came right out really quick. It was pretty cool. Good. Joe, when you talk about breaking the rear ends, is it, and again, not giving away any secrets or any information, is it limited to one part in the rear end or does it just shuck everything? Uh, well, what it does, it's the pinion bearings right now is what we're all struggling with. And when the bearing goes bad, obviously the pinion goes sideways and, you know, that big tooth, you know, big ugly cog coming around there and that pinion is just, you know, chewing its way around and, now all the ones you make clearance and uh, now it just it just rolls the teeth right off of it and and then you know there's uh two and a half teeth on contact on most of the ratios that we run and you know it just it's not enough if anything goes sideways a little bit when it gets any more clearance than that it just it opens it up and it'll give it a chance to really just make lunch in there and and like i said it 
I can feel probably three of these that happened. And the problem that's bad is uh, I'll be at, uh, you know, like that 280 run the other night, 380 run. Uh, that one there was clean. That was a good safe, you know, that was a smooth one. But I've been in runs before where I'll hit 330, 340, and I know I'm going to be out there at a 350, 60 run. And it's at what point do you want to lift? And, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's like going down through and staring at an oil pressure gauge and you're watching it coming down into the 60s, 40s, 30s, you know, and like at what point do you lift? And, you know, Ralph Banner or Dave Banner at one time told me, he said, you're going to let a $20 oil pressure gauge tell you you can't pull? <laughs> and uh, he went out there and made a run and threw all the rods out of the motor. It was unbelievable. And Ralph came back and he said, well, it wasn't oil pressure gauge. So it was pretty funny. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's fun when you're going down through and you got to make that decision, you know, and it uh, you can feel the vibration coming on where it's, you know, the pinion starting to come out of this thing. And, you know, it's just uh, at what point, you know, so that's, years of experience. That's a good feeling to have, you know, to, to be able to troubleshoot this, you know, but, uh, you get greedy though, when you're up and you're at speed and you, you don't want to give up, you know, so it, uh, cause you know, the difference between second place and third place is $200. So I got to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and every, every hundred RPMs that that thing pulls down, it just becomes an absolute torque monster. Oh sure. yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's a problem we have if, you know, a, a four engine tractor like this, any tractor, every tractor is geared relevant to what the, tr the tractor is. So, you know, you take a four engine tractor and you get one motor that goes down, you're losing 25%. And that's, uh, that's huge, you know, and uh, you get an unex unexperienced guy that runs a thing out there and, you know, he's still going to go 298 and bogs the thing down almost goes into a wheel hop i mean poor craig at scs can't make enough gears and axles and parts drive shafts and couplers to replace everything that that guy wrecked because they put such a torque curve into it it, it turns into an allison just like that you know it's this drive line you know like mine you know we're running an overdrive in the gearbox and it's putting her up there pretty fast going into the pinion everything's happy but when you uh you take a motor down something happens, boy, does it really make that stuff stress. So it, uh, so it's, again, that's a, that's another decision. At what point do you lift the throttle and leave the clutches alone and leave the crankshafts alone? Cause you're going to, you're going to really hurt that stuff quick. Yep. So one thing, and I can get a Joe, are you okay? Keep going. Oh yeah. I'm, going I'm having out. fun here. Okay. No, this is great. I just, I don't want to wear you out. I don't want you to hate us. Um, no, you're good. Let's talk about, I'm getting a lot of questions. Ryan Rusink has a bunch on his page um, I, I want to go through. But can you talk about the Coney Island restaurant down in Florida and how yeah. that all started? And Yeah, that's, uh, you know, my original one is in Crystal River. And then uh, I'm in a partnership on the uh, second one in Wildwood, which is right at the Villages. And uh, that's going good. I, I got a senator, uh and his son and his wife are great. Uh, they're just uh, probably, uh, you know, I know a lot of people throughout the country world, and I got to probably put them in the top eight people, the best people I know, just honest as can be, you know, which just makes a relationship with me on that deal. But uh, just just that's their deal. They, they know restaurants. I don't. You know, I 
I'm good at taking the garbage out, fixing a chair and putting a shelf up. You know, that's what I'm good at, you know, when it comes to the restaurant. But, you know, I, I can refill drinks. I have a good time. I talk with the people. I give a lot of stuff away. So it uh, that makes me happy. So but uh, and we just um, we got we're under uh, contract right now of a, another location in a, a small little town. You know, so we're pretty excited to. Uh, you know, basically, we're going to be within 40 miles now of three locations. And, uh, you know, that that's as far as I want to go with that. And, and as long as I got this great management uh, team, you know, to handle that, I'm going to stay home, keep farming, keep doing my mulch thing and obviously my racing. And uh, and then just have that, uh, you know, go to during the winter. And it's been a good career. It's They're doing a good job. So, so this is the Facebook page of the, of the Crystal River location. Yep. That's your first one, Joe? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so these are some of the, like you have um, some collector cars, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got six old cars at my house, but that one there, uh, that's a 38 GMC. I bought it in Tampa and uh, believe it or not, I uh, took it off the trailer. I painted it with a brush and uh, of course me, the red couldn't get dry enough fast enough so I could blend the yellow in. But if you go careful, you can, you can, you can make it all come together. But yeah, I uh, painted that up. Uh, it's even got Christmas great. lights on it, Joe. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, live. Must be live right now because I still got the lights on her. But uh, yeah, and then that uh, red beacon on top—that's off a uh, like an AT and T tower. And at night, I got a light in there, and it's pretty cool. It uh, a lot of people stop and get their picture taken with that. And I built the box on the back, and it'll make it look like a little, you know, delivery van. So pretty love cool. Love the stacks. Yeah, love the yeah. stacks. Yeah, that's PVC pipe painted, painted, <laughs> uh, painted up there. So, but yeah, that's been a, a good place. Really enjoying it. Uh, like I said, I got good management down there. Uh, my manager in the store is overlooked by my uh, my good friend that you know that handles it all. And uh, you know, just um, everybody's doing their job. And like I said, when I go into town and see them, and you know, if they do a good job. I take care of them and. I ain't afraid to throw them a little extra money or, you know, do a car payment for them or whatever, because it doesn't matter to me. You know, they got to live too. And everybody's been good to me. I'm going to be good to them. That's awesome. Yeah. No wonder, no wonder you can't drive a mini rod anymore, Joe. Look at all that good food. I'd be. Yeah. Look at food. that. Yeah. I'd have to get into a semi, a 20,000 20, pound semi. So. There you go. Is that yeah, wings or what do we got there? Uh, chicken wings, I guess. Yep. Yep. Getting, uh, Getting sauced up, so. Getting but sauced up. Oh. I had a good time building that place. I, uh, you know, out in the country here and where we are in New York, we don't, uh, we don't do permits or nothing like that. We build it, you know, ask for a permit later, and, you know, I wanted to get started and build a build a restaurant, and you know, they said, yeah, you better wait for the permit. And uh, all said and done, uh, that was Mother's Day weekend, and it was. Uh, I believe it was August 18th that we got our first permit to, you know, start building. And boy, that was a long summer. I just, uh, I couldn't understand why it takes so long to get a permit and all that, but. It's a government. Yeah. It's a government. Yeah. Well, ridiculous. when you're in Crystal River, you're two feet above sea level. You dig a hole in the yard, you get water to fill in at, you know, 11, 12, two, two o'clock in the afternoon, that water will fill in that hole. It's amazing. Tide comes in, you know, so everything to do with that whole project had to be, you know, sea level, you know, it, that thing is nine foot, one inch above sea level. The floor level is in there in case we get a, that hundred year flood, you know, so, but 
stuff. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting hungry now, so I got to get rid of that. Yeah. We can not look at that anymore. All right. So we got some we got some funny questions, Joe. So play along with me. Favorite yep. food: pizza or tacos? Um, I guess I'll go pizza. Uh, okay, let's get specific. What kind of pizza? I like a thinner crust. I used to be the big thick crust guy, you know, but I'll go with the, you know, the thin crust, you know. And uh, I like, uh, you know, not too crazy, but I don't like the anchovies and stuff on there, but I like a pizza with a little bit of stuff going on there. Give her some character. <laughs> good deal. Bush Light or Coors Light? Uh, Bush Light's been a good beer. They had uh, <laughs> They had a cooler full of Toma the other night. Boy, I drank two of them back to back. Just the, it, uh, that felt good in the winter circle having having a couple beers. So, I bet. Uh, George Strait or Garth Brooks? I'm a George Strait fan for sure. He's uh, he's just uh, amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah! You just yeah. made best friends with Paul right there. Hell yeah! Garth Brooks sucks. Yeah, <laughs> good. they're great entertainers, but old George, he's. He's simple, Simon, you know. You, you can't mess with the king. That's right. Uh, yeah, favorite place to pull, Joe? I, you know, that's a common question from fans. I know that's hard, but yeah. maybe give us a top five or six. And, again, you don't ever want to – I always feel like if you're a big deal and if you say something, if you want to pass on that. But, yeah, six, yeah, we're going to let that one go. I like all the pulls. Yeah. Uh, you know what it's like to promote a pull, and without promoters, we don't have a place to go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No, it's a lot of work for all them people. So here's a good one. Um, Ryan Majera says, "What's the biggest change in advancement in the unlimited class in the recent years?" Well, just the tires, you know, have uh, changed our class so much, and you know, and then uh, blowers have been just outrageous, you know. And <clears throat> you take uh, David Richardson's engines; there, those. Uh, Newman engines. I mean, wow, what a piece. I mean, they are just a beautiful <laughs> motor and, uh, you know, it's, uh, they run pretty damn good too. He's, he's going to be a heck of a handful too. And, uh, so, I mean, it, you know, like it's just neat to see, uh, you know, uh, all the different guys that built motors through the years, you know, and, and knowing, you know, uh, Keith Black went in the Ken Black and then, you know, uh, the Brad Anderson and, you know, just uh, history. And, you know, obviously Ken Benny's told me all this stuff. That's how I know it. But it's just uh, amazing how, you know, how these big manufacturers just keep building something bigger and better all the time. And, you know, now the drag racing world is, you know, starting to build, uh, you know, so many parts of their own and, and they have been doing it for years, you know. So that's, uh, it's it's pretty cool, you know, to, to see, you know, Schumacher, and John Force and, and all those guys, you know, these big guys and Coletta's, you know, manufacture all their own parts, you know, and that's pretty cool. You know, I, I respect all them guys for doing that. Um, Robert Hill wants to know, what's your favorite tractor chassis over the years? Uh, you know, the, uh, I, I really like that odd couple. I built, you know, two Chevys, two Hemis. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, got to be put it in perspective the competition wasn't there uh i mean it was you know i i feel like it's very competitive now you know and that's how we got so good and you know 21 straight or whatever you know when we 
went from that tractor into the whole four Hemis, you know, but it, um, that was a tractor. I just, I had so much confidence in it, you know, backing up to the sled, you know, I just, I, I just, I had a feeling for it, you know, and uh, a connection, you know, and I started to really have that connection with my blue one I had there last year and, you know, been running that one now for, uh, you know, basically three years now in the unlimited with that set up. And, and that's why I, I had to be really careful, you know, at this point, I'm afraid I'm getting old and going to get, start getting rusty on my ideas. And like, I'm not going to be able to be as sharp as I used to be driving. And I'm, and it's really, I worry about that all the time. So I spend hours on icy roads with pickup trucks. I might have pickup in this, just driving on conditions that make me feel like I'm on those conditions. And I know it's, it's weird, but it's what people got to do to, you know, to, to get that tractor to the hook and go. Miles, yeah. you know, Miles Krieger says, you made a lot of changes to the tractor this off season after claiming the title last year. What inspired that? It's a challenge. I, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I love challenges and I can't, uh, you know, well, it can't be done. Yeah. You know, it, I just get out of bed and go out to the shop and start making something happen. And, you know, and, uh, but yeah, he's right. It, uh, you know, why would you take something that's working so good? But, you know, it just, like I said, there's so many guys that are, you know, they're just within inches away of really, you know, making it a dominating force for themselves. And, and we all work equally hard. Everybody works hard at this game. And so I'll never take anything from anybody. And, you know, we get shoved back to seventh or eighth, you know, we're going to work hard to come back. But, you know, if I always feel like if we can stay in the top five, you know, my goal at Tomo is five and seven, you know, for the weekend. And, you know, I was hoping for Saturday night, you know, just to maybe get a fifth place out of that deal. But, you know, it just uh, sometimes you get a little luck on your side. That's great. Miles also wants to know, in your career, who's your biggest, what, who has been your biggest rival, Joe? Who made you wake up at one in the morning instead of four thirty to go to the shop? You know, there's always guys pushing me, but it's a fun story. Rodlin Knox, back in the day, she'd be knitting all day, you know, along the trailer. Brian and John working on the tractor, and I'd be, uh, I'd go over and talk with her and that, and you know, and it's like I'd walk away from her, and it's like she is so relaxed and all that, and no matter what I do, I got five Chevrolets. You know, they had four Hemis and, you know, this woman's going to put 75 feet on me tonight, no matter what I do. You know, like if the sled come out of gear, I maybe had a shot at her, you know, that I was going to beat her that night. But, you know, and I just uh, so that that's just the fun part of it. You know, um, Vernon Corey, he's probably watching here. He's he's such a good guy. Him and Earl Henderson and Charlotte, you know, and uh, when they had Papa Bear. So what I would do, I'd go to all these big poles. I was committed and I'd pull in with the school bus, five engine Chevy tractor, Chevy Thunder. And we'd go out and lay down our 297, 298, you know, whatever, 301. And, uh, you know, 310 was a full pull. And I would jump, you know, pull my stuff back to the hauler. You know, it's ready for tomorrow. I mean, you, you just never worked on it. You didn't have to, it was just reliable. And you'd end up going out and uh, I'd help uh, usually Earl Henderson and, and Vernon Corey or or anybody that needed help, you know, that's what I did is I helped everybody because that's what I wanted to do. 
John Heilman, you know, just all these rock stars were just perfect people in my world, Pat Friels. And uh, I'd help them fuel up and, you know, just uh, it was pretty cool, you know, and then go out and watch them guys just burn the hell out of their stuff down through. And then, then I'd go over and help Earl Henderson change the motor then, you know, like we did, I think, seven or eight engines there one year. And, uh, you know, just every night, that's what we did was change the motor, you know. And uh, Scribner, Nebraska, I remember, you know, hotter than hell, we were out there changing motors, you know, and he'd go out and wreck another one that night, you know. And But it's just, uh, it made me who I am. I, uh, I I feel great that I helped them guys. And, I mean, I, I literally wore 916 wrenches completely round, you know, so I feel pretty good, you know, we accomplished all that over the years. So. That's super cool. Uh, Tara Brittner says, do you remember driving their old diesel super at the NC State Fair and winning the class? Yeah. I, I started the sled and uh, I'm going to feed the dog. I, spot, I spotted the sled on the right side and I asked her dad, uh, Dave, uh, more. I said, uh, hey, has this thing got brakes? And he said, yeah. But he said, boy, I, I don't know. Maybe we need to move over a little bit. And I said, we got a hell of a shot right down this right sideline. And I had the tracks. I kind of, you know, can read a track a little bit. I had that all picked out. I had no idea what the tractor was, the power, I, you know. And I'll tell you what, when you come into the clutch and, you you know, you're coming out on the clutch and, and you push back down on it, and you could make gray go to black and, and just push the throttle a little bit more. And, wow, I got goosebumps telling you about it. It's it, That was cool. And I remember, uh, wow, what a hell of a run, you know. And I... I think we uh, we got ahead of Robert Martin that night or that day or whatever. That was pretty cool. That was a that was a good experience. I really appreciated that they gave me that opportunity. Um, and that's that's neat. It's neat to see these questions. We got so many things. I'm trying to track down all the questions, Joe. Yeah. Tyler Slaw, he, he wants to know when the winning streak was. From when to when? That 21. Um, that'd be a Dan Mayer question, but that would be uh. Oh, let me think. I'm thinking 2002 and into three, you know, right there. Yeah. Uh, and I never want to underly pull off till, you know, a couple years ago there. But it, uh, you know, I, I remember. But, yeah, it was 21 straight, you know, with the Lucas Oil and the uh, NTPA. And uh, and I, I don't know. Uh, uh, and, again, the underly, I, I don't remember because I, I never won an underly you know, until a couple of years ago there. So that's finally, we got one of those. I think we got four now. Didn't it start for you in January of 2002 at Fort Wayne? That's, that was the first yeah. win and then 21 straight from there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. I remember uh, Steve Olson, Brian Knox, they're pulling plugs out of my motors and, you know, like I've never dealt with any of this stuff before. I mean, like guys <laughs> don't, you know, we, we don't have to run this hard, you know, and they were looking at plugs and they were going to tune her right up. And I just put it in their hands, you know, I just, I'll drive it. And it was fun. It was, uh, it was a cool ride, you know, but uh, I remember, you know, I just, uh, like I said, it was pretty cool all the years. You know, I can't see any enemies at all in this sport. I mean, it just, uh, just a great bunch of people all the way along and the new generation people coming in. I, I hope I can, expire them or, you know, just kind of keep them going, you know? You are, you are. By the by, the amount of people that are watching the show tonight, you are, Joe. Jeremy Krieger, uh, we talked about the restaurants. 
Uh, what do you have a most prestigious win, Joe? Um, you know that Enderly deal was pretty cool there, but um, I don't know. You know, I've I always take every win as you know could be the last one. So you know, you just uh, I I don't know. I'm pretty gracious on all of them. You know, it's uh, my Louisville things have been awesome. You know, his dad announcing. Uh, Harold Wallister, them were back in the days where them guys were just, them two could just make that crowd go nuts. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I'd go down and bomb that thing in the sand pile. And, you know, just uh, we had good pulling there. We did really good and had a lot of fun there at Louisville. So I, I'd have to say those indoor deals were probably our best ones. You know, we had a lot of fun there. Marty Wilson says, do you have a good Larry Kester story? We were at uh, uh, Fort Recovery, Ohio, and uh, his daughter-in-law there, Jamie Lynn, was walking by, and Larry's just such a singing man. The guy would sing all the time, and he, uh, I remember uh, I said, hey, Larry, have you ever seen the most beautiful girl? And then he went on, and and, uh, and he sang the rest, and, and Jamie Lynn was just cherry red, and and all that and she hugged him and hugged me it was just funny it was just perfect perfect time but mr boy dearly you know it was so good to see kester's get that win this weekend for larry's tractor you know and it uh you know they they carry a big torch there and you know they they do a great job and what a wonderful family you know so i miss uh i miss larry you know at uh chapel hill uh uh i believe i won that night Friday night, and uh, he looked at me. He said, "Damn, Joe!" He said, "You can drive. You are a driving son of." And he, you know, he had a, all this language there, but it uh, that that made me feel pretty good to have a guy like that tell me I can get a tractor down the track. So, is little Joe wanting? Lisa Joe Stock wants to know: Is little Joe wanting to get into pulling? He ran a couple little garden tractors, just a a little, uh, you know, small little tractors and stuff. So. I imagine down the road we'll do something, but if I was smart, I'd probably get him into a butterfly collection or something. It sure saved me quite a few thousands of dollars, but uh, <laughs> we'll help him out. We'll do whatever. It, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cute. Thank you for asking. Um, can you imagine like being a garden tractor puller and you're, you're there with your kids and here comes Joe Ader? You're like, oh, yeah. we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know it. That'd be pretty neat though, but. You just wait, Rack. He's coming for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a great question. I, we've had a couple of these now. Yes. Is it difficult to find SFI gloves that fit your large hands and fingers? Anyone that has shaken hands with Joe understands this. I don't know how he has dexterity to start a 10 to 24 <laughs> bolt with those beat hooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we can stretch them out. It, uh, it's pretty funny. It, uh, I helped uh, Dote Race Team. Leah Pruitt was a driver there and uh, it was pretty funny. I, I did four races with him there and and uh, I didn't want anything to do with the motor. I mean, honestly, my job was picking up dirty water bottles, empty ones, you know, And but uh, I remember working on the car and they said, uh, Joe, grab three and five and uh, get two and four on the other side, pulling sleeves out of the motor and the motor would be hot. Obviously, after a round, you got about uh, 70 minutes to pull this motor apart, put it back together. And uh, so the motor was hot, and I remember I could shove a grease rag over my hand, put it down in the in the piston. It was like a four, three, ten bore. So I mean, it was just perfect. I could make a fist and rock it, and I could pull that 
sleeve right out of that motor. It was pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they just they thought the world of that. But that was pretty neat. But, yeah, um, you know, it's just uh, we come from a sawmill. You know, it's all you did is pile lumber and logs and, and then, you know, a dairy farm and all that. So you, you work with your hands, and I guess they get big after a while. But, uh, you know, it uh, – yeah, so that's we can get fire gloves to fit. That that's no problem. I love it. Um, where was your first pull ever with the single engine? Very first pull ever. Do you remember? Ashtabula, Ohio. I, uh, I, you know that it's funny. You know, I talked about it this weekend to my buddy Barney there. You know, and I took. Um, it was a single engine carbureted tractor engine and uh, big block Chevy in. Uh, I had no idea how much VP was going to take C, C14 racing fuel. So I thought it'd be wise to bring about 25 gallon. And I think it used a quart and a half. On its first <laughs> run, you know? So it, uh, so I had all this gas with me in the bathroom. I remember the old bus, I bought Bob Moore's old school bus, you know, and, but, uh, yeah, Ashtabula, Ohio. And, uh, you know, I, I just remember Meadville, Pennsylvania and, you know, just, uh, Watchburg, uh pennsylvania and uh it is pretty cool this uh cuba new york langford obviously and you know all the surrounding poles around and it was it was a good time you know this about 15 and a half 16 years old you know so i remember we had to had to sign a letter to get a license for the, the membership and i remember running the bus without a license you know you don't need that they don't have them nowadays anyways so it uh but yeah we had a good time it uh Pretty cool. Love it. Uh, where would you remember your first win, Joe? That was uh, uh, Cuba, New York, in a, uh, a three-engine uh, mod. And then we went to Troy, Pennsylvania the night after and backed it up with another one. And it was uh, Dwayne Hotown, uh, Hardwick Flyer was our uh, tractor. That was our biggest competitor at the time. And uh, and then I, I don't think we won after that for quite a while. It was just one of those two weekends in a row thing. But, yeah, it was, it was neat. You know, it. Uh, I remember that big old guy coming up on my fender and shaking my hand, shaking the hell out of me, you know. But you could see it uh, bothered him, you know. And it. Uh, but, you know, we weren't out there to stir anybody up. We were just out to pull and try to learn the game, you know. That's awesome. Hey, Charles, I want you to calculate um, Joe's fuel mileage. Uh please with 24, 23.5 gallons and 380 feet. And you're just the guy for this. Okay. So um, yeah, he, he's, he spent all the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smiles per gallon. Smiles <laughs> per gallon. That's the answer. Miles per gallon. Yeah. Um, has the fuel for your mod went sky high, like normal gas or has that, that racing through not racing stuff. What I don't even know. What uh, alcohol. I buy a trailer load at a time. I uh, supply a couple guys here you know, with fuel and stuff, but, you know, for myself, that tractor to warm it, make a pass. And if you got to do a pull off, it's a 55 gallon drum. So you burn a drum in one hit, you know, so it, uh, it goes pretty good, pretty quick, but, uh, I think we're at like 220 a gallon, you know, so, and it was like a buck 69 or so. So it really not bad. You know, it, it hasn't, uh, I don't think I run the real high test stuff, you know, but it works good for my old tractors. So, no, I like it. I like it. Um, guys, I have gone through all my questions in the first hour and a half of the show. Cody, Charles, Paul, 
Brian, I went through yours. I think I picked them all out of your Facebook page. What he else moved, do we got for Joe? On the 370-foot pass, he used, he used one gallon of fuel every 15.4 feet. 15 feet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. It's a lot of a lot of power. It uh, I I I remember years ago, you know, sitting in the stands and or a sidelines, and it just shaked the ground. But they say uh, mine, Richardson, and Nap's tractor there just shook the ground really hard the other night there at Toma. You know, and Miles was telling there, and that's pretty cool. You know, it's but. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fuel, a lot of a lot of compression, and a lot of a lot of magneto, and it makes a bomb. It just uh, when the bomb comes apart, it's the biggest thing. So, Ooh. Joe, what do you get for winning a uh, a Grand National Unlimited Class? Do you know what the payout? I mean, you know what? Like, what do you get for first place for the Unlimited? I'd be class? better off to tell you what gear ratio I run and talk to you all about my motor parts and my cam settings. Then, you know, it's just. Uh, so that's the the part of the public that you know it's just we're entertainers and uh we just you know it's uh we just like to entertain people obviously yep at our cost so no i get it i was somebody yeah. was just wondering what you get to yeah win. it's i know it's, it's not a, it's not it, we all do this for fun if you will yeah hobby, so. yeah it, it's just right now it's just it's all good so yep. we'll just uh no we'll i understand entertaining you people and we got good sponsors, you know, we'll start out with Mac trailers, you know, just Mike Connie and his crew uh, for building such a, a great American product and some peak oil, you know, uh, I got JC Seneca here, uh, real nice Indian fuel stop and they got a tall chief restaurant there you can eat at and, you know, I got good sponsors, SCS uh, Gearbox, Craig's been good to me for many years and builds a great product and uh, SSI blowers. You know, uh, John Card, Sassy Engine's been real good to me. And it's, uh, you know, without them people and then, you know, Emacs, Matt Kane, and, you know, trusting us to, to go out and represent his product and, you know, hold the flag there. And so uh, so that's that's what makes it all possible for me. You know, it uh, it costs a lot of money to do this, but I just uh, I just want to have enough to keep going down the road and, and just keep coming back every weekend and, Try to have a good, good running tractor and put on a good show. No, that's great. What is your, what is your engine combination that you're running now? As far as the motors, or yeah, yeah, it kind of any, you know, builds my motors and okay, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, just a just a big old motor that he builds and it seems to run okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seems to okay, run okay. He yeah. says, yeah, not bad. <laughs> um. How far does Ken live from you? Well, how long does it take you? Three hours, did you say? Yeah, it's just three hours. It's uh, okay. just at you know two hundred miles there. So, but um, I'm gotten through the questions, so I think we can wrap it up with Joe here pretty quick. Unless you guys got something else. Hour thirty eight, Joe. Thank you so much. Yeah, I got one for you that I, one I've yep. always been curious about. It. I know you put a lot of the odd couple had a lot of uh, secrets in the frame, but the one thing I've never asked you about was. Did you give any thought to trying to do anything with different ratios in the cross box or whatever to get the Chevys and the Hemis to play nice, or you just bolt them on and say, you kids behave? Yeah, that's pretty much uh, – I always had a – you know, the Hemi, Chrysler Hemi, always liked to turn 7,500. You know, that's that's where it was. And the Chevrolet, 
you know, the way we were tuned years ago, we were 6,800, 69, you know. So I said, you know what, let's make a hell of a combination. We could come out of the hole and have a lot of low-end torque. And then once we get hooked up and Joe does his magic, you know, to get hooked up and get that first 80 foot out of the, the sled and really get up and rolling. And then, you know, let the Hemis take over. And I think that's what made that tractor so potent. I mean, I just, uh, we put two more Hemis on there and it, it ran, it ran really good. But that tractor taught me so much, you know, by being positive in every direction, you know, it, it was just good everywhere, you know, and it just told me there that, you know, boy, that the odd couple, this is a pretty cool tractor. So it, uh, that was a, that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. I, I, I was there yeah. at Fort Wayne when you got that first win and got to see it at, at farm show, I think for the, the next round and followed it. So it was, that was a cool time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. Worked good. Um, we covered sponsors, covered family. We covered the restaurants. We covered the mulching. But tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about the mulching business, Joe, that you have. I got a uh, hardwood bark mulch uh, facility. We we buy bark uh, from sawmills and uh, truck it in. And then we, you know, basically uh, uh, grind it, color it. And uh, we just do a natural brown and a black. And, you know, we got uh, 31 different locations that we take product to you know might be one truckload some places might take 50 throughout the year you know so um believe it or not i got a load to go the minute we get off this thing i got one more load to hit it'll just be about a 50 minute run so but uh i left the guy's gate open and i'm gonna go dump a load of brown in there and get them closed up but um it's been a good business it uh you know this year with fuel you know we all can complain but you know we're uh you know, we're about fifty, sixty thousand dollars higher than last year on fuel. So it, you know, it's always hard to capture that money. You know, uh, try to be good and loyal to your customers, but you're gonna have to raise the price a little to carry these expenses. But uh, it, uh, it, it's a good business. But it, it hits. You know, we farm twelve hundred acres of soybeans, and uh, you know, at uh, on a nice days, you you can get forty hours in pretty quick. So it, uh, and then with pulling season coming up and all that, so. It, Spring's our busiest time of the year, so we're we're glad we got through the mulch season. We got one week yet before uh, that pretty much closes down for the year, Fourth of July, and then uh, you know obviously farming's done, and uh, and you know obviously the racing. We're just uh, time to go. We're we're up and ready to roll now. So I love it. Well, yeah. Joe, unless unless the guys want to ask you anything else, I think we should go let you deliver your load of mulch. This has been the longest interview we've ever had. Uh oh, <laughs> one person. And you yeah. have been gracious with your time, your stories. Um, the, the one thing that we all get when we run into fans at the polls is and they love the little tidbits and the stories and, you know, the, the knowledge and stuff that we just don't know about. Um, and that's pretty neat that you shared all that with us tonight, Joe. Yeah, it's good. You know, and it's just, uh, I think it's just important that everybody sitting in the stands and, and kids and families need to know everything, you know, and it, it's good to take the time and share that with them. And, you know, it's, uh, Hopefully you can make a difference down the down the road. Yep. Well, Joe, thank you for your time. You have a good night, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll I'll bump into you at Rockwell. So. Okay, that sounds good. You had one. You yeah, Joe. Here. Before you go, I, I actually have two questions for you, and one is a ridiculous question, but my buddy Super Dave Osborne made me ask it. Does pineapple belong on pizza or not? 
you can do that. You know, if you uh, you cook that, <laughs> yes! if you bake that extra hard, and and you can uh, get that crispy, that that pineapple turns that that's pretty good. Joe, you, Joe, you come to Rockwell a week or, or a day early, and you stop at my house. I'm in Des Moines. I am two hours south of there. I will make you a Hawaiian pizza. Okay, and That's it will be awesome. Good. And that and that is an honest to God invite. If you want to take me up on that, you are more than welcome. Sounds the last good. question, the last question I have yep. is the one that I ask every guest. Um, if you can, and I had no idea that you pulled all the things that you have pulled in your career. I knew mods, I knew minis, didn't know anything about Davy Moore's tractor or any of these or any of the others. So I'm going to ask this. If you could steal the keys, so to speak, to anything, past or present, to go pulling for a weekend, what would you take the keys to and where would you pull it and why? Oh, you know, back in the day, and I bought his road tractor, J.R. Collins, Buckeye Bulldog. And uh, I always thought, you know, a semi would be really cool. You know, I just, uh, I'm such a Mack truck fan. I love Mack trucks. And that V8, you know, I I haven't taken the old girl for ice cream. That's all that girl gets used for. It's got its own personal shop. It's, uh, that truck is just, I told JR, I promised them they would be well taken care of forever. And the truck looks exactly the way it was, you know, when, uh, when he had it and, uh, there's over 3 million miles on that truck. And uh, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. But I've always wanted to, uh, I think the biggest thrill of my life would be to drive that old uh, Superliner with four turbos on it there. You know, I, I got goosebumps telling you about it, but Toma, Bowling Green, and, uh, you know, just the, the flames and the, the full pull and the crowd jumping up and, you know, going crazy and all that. But, you know, so it's pretty cool. It's uh you know, it's, uh, I, I would say, uh, you know, uh, a good run in semi would be fun, but I don't know after, uh, some of these good runs we've been having here with our, uh, unlimited, you know, it's pretty hard to, you know, be like driving a big black Corvette down the road with a, a Chevette on a bumpy road, you know? So <laughs> uh, I know a few semi pullers who might take it a little offense to <laughs> a Chevette yeah. on a bumpy road. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's, uh, I definitely, uh, you know, Pat Allen's truck there. Boy, that's a pretty cool truck, oh, you know. And isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. Yeah. That's first class people. They do a beautiful job with all their stuff. And we're just uh, really fortunate to have such a good sport with such good people. And, uh, you know, just uh, um, everybody can relate to each other. And, you know, uh, I I wouldn't, uh, you know, I I often thought, you know, maybe – down the road, maybe go into a, a little bit of a, you know, some smaller drag car or something like that, you know, but I don't know. I just, I really enjoy the pulling and all that. And I just, I think it would be something I would probably always just want to stick around, you know, just to have all you people, you know. We hope you do, Joe. We hope you do. Matt I wonder if, I wonder if uh, Fane's got the, uh, uh, got JR's truck back together yet. Uh, I don't know. I saw him up in Hutchinson, but right i i don't know what they're doing you know but i think they're still campaigning it you know the uh i i think they still got that truck you know but well maybe we'll have to see if we can't call them out at rockwell yeah okay now we'll i i wouldn't want to hurt it but 
<laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've driven two wheelers, never a four wheel drive truck. And that, uh, you know, this is crazy. I was at uh, Ricky Rose's pull and uh, I've just never watched four wheel drive trucks because I just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good class. It's competitive. The people in the class are great, but I'm just, uh, you know, uh, injected motors just ain't nothing for me. So I don't really watch them much. And Ben Ellis was going down through, and he's making a hell of a run. And and partway down the track, I could hear the motor revving up a little bit. He backed out of it. He backpedaled it, and he took off. And the thing laid down, and he hooked up, and he just hauled butt, and he, uh, and he won the class. And, you know, wow, that was awesome. And I went right up, and i known Ben a long time. And, you know, he become my hero now since he did that. And, uh, you know, so that was pretty cool, you know, just uh, – uh, so I respect all classes, you know, it's, everyone's got talent, you know, it, uh, you know, it, it's, every class has got their own deal and we're just happy to be able to mix around and do what we've done. Gotcha. gotcha. So. Joe, thank you for your time. You've been super gracious. Thank you. you got work to do tonight. This, uh, you made my entire day knowing we get to talk to you tonight. So thank you I for working with it. us on the computer and, yep. uh, Keep kicking ass. Have a great season, sir. Okay. Well, thank you. And we'll catch you all guys down the road here somewhere along the way. Okay. Sounds good, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Yep. We'll see you. Thank you. Joe Ader. We just talked to Joe Ader for an hour and 48 minutes, guys. That's, uh, this makes me very happy. Very, very happy. So. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> How do you drink all that? Uh, Somebody talk. Appreciate his respect for. I appreciate his respect for the history of the sport too. Like you could, it just comes through and what he's what he's saying and the names he mentions. That's, uh, you know, it's it's not about him. It's about the sport of the enterprise itself. And I, I really appreciate that. I did too. That was neat. I don't know. I hope I got all the questions in, guys. Bruce, I went through your timeline. Um, I didn't check my Instagram, but I, I couldn't get to all of them. We'd be on here for another hour or so. So. I think, uh, but that was worth going over our time limit. That we've that we've only stuck to once, because <laughs> Misty, we got to keep uh, got to keep Misty happy. But Jason Rack, you know, I, you guys, what makes this great is um, the the comments that like I, I had a bunch of people at Toma come up and say we watch your show every Monday night and we you know we look forward to it and it just makes you feel good, it gets gets you pumped up because this has been we've been doing this for a long time, guys. Every Monday night of our lives, I mean, it's uh, a lot of work, and uh, but we love it and the. the I guess, you know, to hear Joe say the fans need to know this, where else do you get a sit down with them yet? You know, our sport really hasn't grabbed the podcast thing, you know, like drag racing has and circle drag. We're, we're telling the stories, guys, and we're or not, we, we're allowing them, we're giving them an audience. Cause I'm, you guys, the numbers are gigantic tonight. Like this is a big one. And they just, they stayed steady until an hour and a half. Then I think people started, you know, it's, it's 11 o'clock at your house, Charles. So, yep. You know, and uh, that was just, that was neat. And like I said, he is a very, very humble guy. And Marty Wilson, you are like the pit crew to everybody. I, I know it's like you go to a pool and Marty will have like seven different crew shirts on. I'm like, but I just, yep, yeah, 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 Marty. So, but no, uh, Marty, I ran into him at Toma. We haven't caught up in a while because of COVID. And Doug <coughs> and I were driving home from Manila, Iowa. And he's like, you want to get Joe on the show? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I talked to Joe about an hour before the show and then, um, got him on it's, it was great 
great, great, great. So, but thank you, Marty, for setting it up. Marty sent me a bunch of pictures and videos, and I haven't had a chance to upload. It's hard with TikTok, or he texted them to me, and I'd have to download them to the computer to get them up. So, um, yeah, let's we can go for a few minutes. Charles, kind of, what did you do last weekend? What's coming up for you? Let's do that and kind of wrap this up. Um, I got baptized by Nitro. I went to Norwalk for NHRA. That's uh, <laughs> all weekend out there. And what a riot you need. If you've never seen nitro cars, go do it. You will not regret it. Um, it'll rearrange your insides. You won't need a chiropractor or a therapeutic massage. Just let 22,000 horsepower take all the knots out of your back. It works awesome. Um, that was my weekend. Shot a ton of pictures that uh, I'll get I'll get trotting those out. And uh, next weekend, um, one of the Oldest pools I have kept doing over the years, uh, Port Hope, Michigan. It's always 4th of July with Thumb Track Pulling Association, Friday night with their sanctioned classes, and then Saturday is antiques and farm stocks. And um, I'm actually going to go stay up there. We've got an Airbnb at a cabin on the lake and chill out with the kids for four days, and that'll be next weekend. Nice. So at this comment on here from Brian Lawton, this I know these are kind of comments I love to see it for us. That was a great interview, guys. Joe and I have been friends since fourth grade in school, and he's definitely one of the most humblest guys out there. So, you know, to have their fans come on here and talk about that stuff. Uh, we have an amazing uh, This Is How We Roll coming up next week. I got a, a whole tour of um, uh, Mike Connie's operation at uh, Hutchinson. I'm trying to work it on two new shows for YouTube, guys. Behind the Helmet um, is where I'm just going to sit down with pullers. I got Dennis and Matt Goodwin. Um, that's been – that was so fun <laughs> to have Dennis and Matt pinned down for 30 minutes. I, I grew up watching those guys. Now we're going to do a, a, this is how we roll. We're going to tour people's toters uh, and show how we live on the weekends. We got one with Tate Ray, Julia's husband took us through the whole thing. And then Mike was sitting in the toter uh, in his sandals. We'd come walking up in there. His grandkids were building Legos and that's going to debut next week on the, on YouTube, but it's pretty awesome uh, to see all of that stuff. So love it. Love it. And then Brenton Rogers says Port Hope is an awesome pool. So, it is. The crowd gets into that show up there. I mean, they're engaged with what's going on on the track. It's That's why I keep doing it. It's I have a ball going up there. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're talking about Mountain City. That's where uh, Cody and Ryan were. And I was talking to Wiggle all day Thursday and Friday. And, you know, what do you want me to update on Facebook? Blah, 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 blah. But the coolest thing they did when they got rained out and Roos or Cody go ahead and take over, tell tell what you guys did Friday night. It was It's awesome. Well, Cody didn't do squat because his ass didn't come down. Okay. Oh, hold on. Here's what we do to Cody. Cody, you have to go in the penalty box. Bye-bye. Cody's in the penalty box for a few minutes. We'll bring him back on. So, All right, Ryan. So it's what you would expect. See, the weather, the weather, we got rain in the morning, and that ground is kind of gumbo. It's real soft soil, um, and the pits – were kind of a mess they were they were real squishy um the track was fine we could have run the show on the track it would have been great it would have been a hell of a track um but getting fans in and out would have been a nightmare getting haulers in and out would have been a nightmare it would have been a lot of messes to clean up and so you know chris said you know what let's hold off let's do the best we can Let's put on the best show we can and let the fans get in and out safely. Um, so rather than, I mean, they already had a bunch of haulers there, you know, I mean, 
70, 80 percent of the people who were going to compete were already in town. Um, so they parked him across the street at a, at a uh, an old uh, truck stop. And uh, they said, well, we're going to open up the beer garden at whenever on Friday. And we're going to put Toma up on the big screen and we're going to have us a party. And they had a band and they had a bar and there was ice and beer and there was Toma. And RJ was sweating bullets because uh, Brandon brought the pro stocks up there. And they had just finished buttoning up the motors uh, for both of those pro stocks. 2.30 in the morning on Friday morning. Um, they hadn't gone through the motors in a while. And uh, they found a couple of issues in uh, one of them. And the other desperately needed some attention anyway. And so after a little bit of a mad scramble and some airplanes, um, parts were obtained. Motors were bolted together, and then they got the call that Mound City canceled. And so Brandon said, screw it. I'm turning around. I'm going to Toma. He spent about seven total hours there Friday. Like, I yeah. saw him come in, and I saw him leave. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with the assistance of a bolt cutter, he was able to get out of Toma. Oh, good. And uh, then uh, away he went, drove through a monsoon to get down to Mound City. Yeah. Um, and then he came out, and um, <laughs> then he won. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he has that, kept his. He closed he, that back gate at Toma, guys, so nobody can come in. You know, because there's all that stuff in there. I can see. I, I don't think Brandon used a bolt cutter. He probably just went up, and he's like Ader, just yanked it apart, walked away. No, Big gave him the bolt cutter. Actually. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So. Big White Peter on TikTok, follow him. Um, so yeah, we had a good night. Um. Friday night, just watched the poll, hung out, watched RJ hyperventilate. Um, it was good to see him stop hyperventilating. Um, and then on Saturday, we had a terrific show. We had a great crowd. Um, everybody was happy to be there. We had the most gorgeous sunset I have ever seen. Um, your cordless grinder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, Simon, that's awesome. Powered by Milwaukee. Um, Jason, pop one of those pictures from uh, the album, the the one of uh, Kevin at sunset. Yep, give me a second. I didn't get anything in the private chat on that, so I need a No, that's fine. It's on your personal timeline, right? Yeah, it's and Porsche wants to say hi too, by the way. Oh, Porsche. What's the matter? What's the matter? Uh, is it is it the Pro Stocks? Yeah, but it's the you'll know it when you see it. So am I the right one? Look for a sunset picture. Keep scrolling. Loud and loaded. Shramix that out? Yep. Paul. Had both, had both of them. Paul, you pulled it off. Ryan, you take freaking awesome pictures, buddy. I don't like to give you a lot of compliments, but that's I'm going to give you that one. So. Yeah, my head won't fit through the door now. It, no, it wouldn't fit before because you're a big dude. So, God, those are awesome. Awesome photos. 
loud and heavy. No, go go to the actual album itself. Okay. Um, scroll down. Scroll down. Albums. Right there. There you go. That is largely unedited. It is not straight off the camera because nothing ever goes out straight off the camera for me. But that was what Sunset looked like. I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's beautiful. And if you click to the right, uh, there's Brad's. And then one more time. Oh. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, I'm going to buy that and make that big, Ryan. Wow. Even though, even though it's got half of Brad Begman's face in it. Yep. I was going to say, I recognize that roll cage. Change of pace. We could do that. There we go. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's um, it was a it was a beautiful evening. We had a nice breeze. It was hot, but we had a nice breeze and um, track held up really well. The ether eater Mastersons were out. Good to see. Yeah, that was that was cool. It was it was good to talk to Kevin and Patrick and the team and. And uh, Hartman's picked up a nice win um, with the four ones, and they had the entire family out. So mom was out, and Andrew's wife and little boy Leroy. Uh, there's a really cute photo of Leroy with a terrified-looking Andrew Hartman's son uh, in his arms. Um, you can find that on Twitter or wherever you digest social media, because I think Leroy posted it everywhere. And we made it through the show in really fast time. I was really surprised. We're done by the last photo I took was 22 minutes past 10. And so I uh, quick packed up and bailed and headed for home. And I was home by quarter after two. This has to be the photo we're talking about. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. Nice. Little man is looking at this uh, at this giant human, saying, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, looking like he's a John Deere fan. That kind of got that face, like, "What you talking to me, Willis?" Yeah. Um, Hartman had an awesome interview. Uh, Ken Summers sent me his video of him making an exhibition pass that ended up being a holy crap, and he was heading for the the roller and had to get out of it, and then that front end just slammed down. But I heard. Hartman talking, and that was neat to hear him talking about that. His dad, so that was pretty neat to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and they've, yeah, and they've started that. They've established that scholarship fund. Yep, um, which is amazing. I'm I'm really really happy for those guys. That's that's a terrific way to honor dad. That's cool. And that was the and Mound City is the first place I ever met the Hartman family. Um, it's the first place I ever met Quentin. As a matter of fact. Okay. Um, Standing in the in some of the in one of the same spots where I was, where I took that picture with the purple sunset with all the tractors lined up, Quentin was getting ready to make a pass, and he was sitting in the tractor, and I just introduced myself, and he said, "Thank you for what you do." He didn't know who the hell I was, and my photos were horrible at the time, um, but he thanked me, and he said, uh, "We appreciate that," 
and I never forgot that. Love it. Love it. Cody, you got anything to say or did Roos cover it all? Pretty much carried most of it. So. No. Talk about Paige. Give her some props. Oh, yeah. So uh, Chris Chris was announcing. Um, no, no, no. Say, say the last name. Huh? Say the last name. You need to prove that you can say it. Kerpelik? Kerp White. Kerp White. I, I was going to say I butchered it every time. So, but uh, so pages started taking uh, pictures for uh, Nebraska Bush and uh, she shot some and whatnot. So she came up and brought a chair up and tried to help shoot some pictures. Of course, I leave and then I get a message from her that she broke her camera. So, yeah, I was there. He was there. So I leave her in the supervision of Ryan and he breaks breaks the camera but so uh no so she's she's trying to do and, and learn type of thing and take pictures so um she's to run on help and so instead of running the sled she's gonna work on that and take some pictures for them as she's going and so she's fifth 14 15 i think Ish, yeah yeah and uh so starting young so it's kind of exciting to get some more people in the area to start going and doing that so Adam Wilson, if you're watching, I need uh, you to text me with some perspective after owning that RX-10 for a year or two. Um, let me know what you think of it, because I recommended it. I thought it'd be a good potential uh, replacement machine for her. Um, wanting your blessing on that. So, Adam, if you are watching. He was watching earlier. So. Hit me up. <clears throat> Uh, Paul, what's going on in your life, buddy? Um, well, still trying to get guys on the track. Um, had a lot of guys come to us that say, hey, we're still waiting on this. Can you do it? So uh, working on that. Um, guys that have broke, needing help. Um, one of them was at Mound City. Um, just trying to get that done. Um, and then we have... We broke ground on our new shop. Um, we are expanding, um, getting some more equipment. I made a flying trip to Houston last week to pick some of it up. Um, drove down one day, picked it up that morning, turned around and drove back. So uh, trying to get that all done. Uh, we haven't really started pulling yet. Um, July is when it really starts to kick in. Um, one of the first pulls. There's been a few, but we haven't been able to hit them. Uh, but um, in July, we'll start with, with our tractor and with Bernie's, um, trying to get it going. Like the first big hook that we've got, well, the first one that we've got together is the Fisher Fair, which I know we're going to be promoting on Beer Money a little bit. They've got a ITPA hook one night, and then they've got a PPL hook the next night. First time for a PPL. They're going to have the limited uh, pros, the uh, two-wheel drive trucks, and they're going to have the – uh, Champions Tour Superstock diesel trucks there. So that's the Kessler family. Um, Jacob and Kurt uh, run the the night shift, I believe it's called now, the uh, light super. So look forward to getting started doing on that. But right now it's just trying to get guys going and get uh, get the new shop rolling. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Other, other thing, I guess, this week, or I'm headed this week, um, Friday night, Burlington Junction, Missouri has a Northwest Missouri poll. It is the 44th annual 
pull, so it's not it's not a new pull by any means. Um, but uh, they've got a great little track down there they work on, so I'll be there Friday night. Um, Saturday will be New Market. Uh, they do a big Fourth of July celebration. They do track pulls in the afternoon and have a glorious fireworks at night. And then I don't know Sunday. There's uh, Clearfield as well, but I don't know if I'll make that one too or not. So that's that's next on the schedule for me. Nice. Uh, I'm looking for a cool video to show you guys, but uh, I was in Toma Thursday and Friday and had a blast. It was uh, Schultz Mortgage Team was a class sponsor. Friday night at the limited pro class, so I got to interview the top three. And uh, my wife and our friends and the McDonald's kids handed out 1,500 koozies that said Schultz Mortgage Team on one side and beer money on the other, so that was fun. Uh, Pico gives out 4,000 koozies at uh, Toma, so they, they have me beat. I'm going to have to step up my koozie game, I guess, a little bit, so... That was neat to see that. And then Saturday we headed for Manila, Iowa, and that is a neat little town. Uh, just well well kept and neat. We pulled right next to the green bins, and I took my camera out, Cody, and I set it on auto. And I took some photos. <laughs> and uh, But uh, we had a good time. Mark Cam was there, so he was shooting the, the good photos. Uh, but it was it was a blast. It was a blast. So it's about time you, you finally got to see the coolness that is that tiny little town. It's neat. Yeah. Did they sell? Did they uh, did they drink the beer, uh, the beer trucks dry again? You know, I, I don't know. I didn't ask because um, they did I, last year. Did, yeah, I remember you telling me that because that's the one that they rained it out. Right. And then or no, they should have rained it out. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't give up. Right. Yeah, they really probably should have. Ninety five percent of other promoters would have said F it and yeah. called it and they would have sent the crowd home not these guys they they said well get out the get out the cat and uh, they got out a, a you know a d6 or d7 or whatever it was and they scraped off you know a foot of track and made it impossible for cody and i to shoot and we didn't care because the crowd stuck around there were like seven people who left and you know they've been ostracized and thrown out of the town um since then and they kept drinking and waiting and when we got back to pulling they cheered loud they drank more booze and it was awesome I that town is dedicated to pulling i never thought like I'd have to say, i never thought i'd have to say it i've had to shoot over a pile of mud to shoot tractors but that's i mean it was literally like almost chest high yet there uh, we were so there was a lot of people standing in the track kind of that beer garden and Mark Cam just said the garden had patrons still after he left for home. So yeah, that's good. And then Colin, I forgot about this, but um, actually I got to do, I got to sign autographs and Toma guy at the kids club. It was awesome. There's 284 kids. So I think rank seed, uh, who else sponsored that? Cal 97 is a big country station up here um, north of Toma. And uh, they give out t-shirts to all the kids, the kids would color the t-shirts guys. And then it was Dan Schulte, Tony McDonald, myself and uh jeff martine with the hustler super farm esden was supposed to be there but he he was broken he broke in hutchinson and nathan hoffman was supposed to be there too but i think i don't know if they had their mini rod running yet and they weren't back but that was neat to have all those little kids in there and do all that so that was pretty cool so um well well done for the kids a lot of local kids so so this i found this on TikTok. <laughs> you guys gotta check this out this is amazing this, this is guy, insane this guy stayed in it uh <laughs> Never left, as Charles would say, but he didn't. Never left. <laughs>
Concrete pulling and waiting to throw his hand back, you know. That, that is that officially the strongest 4440 front end on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, before we sign off, I got to give a shout out to my hometown, Todd Gilland. From everything that I've been told and everything that I've seen, that was a hell of a show. Way to go for your first show, buddy. Um, Todd and his dad used to pull uh ntpa region two mods um they had an old banner chassis uh and they did a fantastic job with that back when i was just a kid and they got out of it and um a year or two ago we started seeing todd's name on more pulling related posts on social and suddenly he decided he was going to go feet first and uh or head first and uh he was going to bring a show to Fremont to my hometown. And uh, in order to do that, he had a little bit bigger job than most because he had to build or he and the Nuevo County Fair Board or whoever it was that was in charge of all that, they had to build a track, a brand new facility. Um, and not only did they do it, they did it well. The track held together very well. The town came out to support it. I saw pictures of the stands um, from David Wood and Charles. You've probably seen the same photos. I, uh -huh. I'm so I'm cool. so proud of the town of Fremont. I love those guys. I love my hometown, and I love the fact that they came out and supported that event. And I will make the promise to Todd, I will be there sometime soon, and I will shoot mm -hmm. that event for you. And this year with the new track, there's going to be actually three poles in Fremont this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're breaking that track in good and proper. Um, Lisa said that the crowd was terrific. Jason said it was a great job. Um, they're going to need to put a, a, a roof over those bleachers. And they're probably going to may, need to move some concessions down closer to... Uh, that area of the fairgrounds, but if I know the people in my hometown, that won't be a real hard thing to do. So, but yeah, the town showed up in massive form. Like Jason, you would have been you would have been proud to have this crowd at, at Churn and Dirt. Awesome. Uh, it was it was it was amazing. Awesome. That's that. Well, that's what's all about. That's what's all about. Well, guys, I'm going to play some Joe um, Ader, and it is Joe Ader because I listened to his voicemail today. I always thought it was Edder, so I didn't have to go into that, but it is Joe Ader. That's how he calls himself, so I think we should call him the same thing. And uh, that was a good one, fellas, and I, thank you for coming on. I know it's a busy week. I'm heading to Watertown, South Dakota. My sister's getting married this weekend, and then my dad and Doug will have 
the remedy in Concord, Nebraska, and um, Rock Valley. So that, the July seventh, eighth, and ninth, because I have my in-laws' fiftieth wedding anniversary. So uh, life is good. So life is good. Have Man, I hope Joe Edder comes over to my house for dinner before uh, Rockwell. If Charles, you you're go, invited too, by the way. If you, if you don't go live, if you get Joe Ader in your house, I, petting your kitty cats, um, that'd be, I want to see that. So with his big hands, yes. like Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Hazley would make mincemeat of him. You guys are great. Thanks for doing this uh, every Monday night with us. And um, I want to play some videos. You guys go to bed. So Later. See you. Later. See you. So here's some Joe Ader videos that Marty Wilson sent me. So I'm going to throw these up here. Marty, thanks for this. Joe Ader, you're a good dude. We appreciate you. Sorry. Uh, a little choked up there. So uh, here we go. Have a great night. Thanks for watching. We appreciate all of you liking, commenting, sharing all of our posts. Roger Simon did it twice. Roger Simon swept in 2000 and in 2001. He actually won six out of or eight out of nine consecutive events there he won eight out of nine it looks like or actually he won in 98 99 swept in 2000 swept in 2001 and won again in 2002 so roger simon did it twice and then jesse petro so he is the sixth time that that has happened in the two-wheel drive class that's a pretty good list right there and uh Greer hamilton doing it there that was i kind of thought Greer may have done it but i wasn't for sure so yes sir that he is one of the that's five individuals roger running as fast backwards yep, yep. as he possibly could. <laughs> oh, my. How about it now, Tomar? Are we having fun yet? Yeah, we picked up this class with a plowing of the things out of bounds. 380.045. First place right now. Are you interested in promoting or increasing the attendance of your truck and tractor pull event? My name is Jason Schultz, owner of the Beer Money Pulling Team, which has over 1.3 million followers across Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Our goal is to grow the sport of truck and tractor pulling and increase the awareness of the sport through our social media presence and highly engaged audience. We want to partner with you and help you grow the attendance of your event. We have a ton of promotional opportunities available and a full-time social media coordinator to make sure your investment is taken care of. For more information on promotional opportunities, give me a call, 608-604-5068.